Hello, this is Salkos, the Dungeon Master of the Prestige Encounters campaign. Thank you for listening to our podcast and being a supporter of our community. You can watch Prestige Encounters live Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash prestigegc. And now we would like to welcome you to our table here at Prestige Encounters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Prestige Encounters. I'm the Dungeon Master Salkos, and this is the D&D campaign brought to you by Prestige Gaming Community. We have a lot in store for you tonight, but before we get into that, we have a few announcements to get through. First and foremost, a lot of the music you'll be hearing tonight is brought to you by Midnight Syndicate. Midnight Syndicate is a music production group creating goth, horror, and fantasy RPG music that you can be using at your tables at home. For more information, go to midnightsyndicate.com or use the command exclamation point midnight in our chat for a direct link. You can also utilize Arkenforge much like we do. Arkenforge is a comprehensive tool for dungeon masters and game masters alike to bring further immersion to the game that they run at home. You can find yourself a map making tool. You can also do things like ambient sounds, music, sound effects, and even if you have a smart tabletop, it has miniature detection. Ooh, for a dynamic map experience. That's really exciting, everybody. Uh, for more information, go to arcanforge.com. And if you're fiscally responsible, use the code prestige at checkout for $5 off your one-time software purchase. Is there anything else I'm missing? I feel like I might be missing something. We've kind of cut back recently, you know. Good luck, have fun. Good luck, have fun. <laughs> yeah, valid. <Remember> <laughs> It's valid. Um, all right. Well, without further ado, grab your drinks, grab your snacks as we welcome you to our table. And we are now beginning the latest session of Prestige Encounters. And here to tell us what happened last week in his very own words that like he totally had ready for days is none other than Cormac McDwyer. Uh, where to begin? We were led through a set of doors into what appeared to be the Astral Sea. We were introduced to the goddesses, including one, Kresna, who was not quite too happy with us after finding, after Mm -hmm. learning that we freed her daughter. But. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Drew Blake. Anyway. <laughs> uh, shit, I, I was not prepared. <laughs> I was reading and reading and I'm like, I got it. I don't got it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh Despite being angered with us, she did offer Saboon a small statue that would allow us quick entry into Selnor. Casimir asked some questions about what should happen to him if he should meet a second death. But I wasn't really paying attention to all of that, so... And also, Harley asked something about kitchen utensils. But he made a delightful snack for all of us out of it anyway, so I guess it was worth it. 
We were then... We were then brought to the archives of the temple. Based on, uh... Hydra's request. To which he was left a book that he had been seeking. After some more things happened, because I wasn't really paying t much attention to what everyone else was doing, <clears throat> we were then we were then teleported back to Belanos, to which Lord Minorialis greeted us when we arrived. He took us to his cafe, which he had recently purchased, and uh, we updated him on the matter of things, the loss of our companion, the events that had happened, etc. We then, he then shared his knowledge on what he actually knows about the Tower of Alora and how the bottom of the tower holds the heart of a god of magic. Thomas. We were then teleported to our keep, to which we were met with the queen herself, in which she lended us her greatest fighters and magicians, as we were told. We would have a month to prepare until the winter solace to save the, wind, the world itself. And that's where we left off. Thank you so much, Cormac. So, over the course of the next month, each of you have been training. You've all progressed to the level of 12. And you're now going to be given the chance to kind of discuss what you've been doing over the last month. And your new keep located just west of the city of Bellinos. Um, would anyone like to go first? Sure. Um, so Astra spent about the first week trying to understand what was told to her about having to guide her companions um, with, with astral projection and the whatnot in the works. Mainly, she struggled with focusing on that inner voice, but like we remember last session, she did get a glimpse of her late brother's voice, and throughout this past month, she has been honing in on that with these masters of the arcane, maybe a couple, uh, a cleric or two, okay? Anyone she can get her hands on who can help her, she's doing so. And as a result of that, I would say she's in a really good spot right now to succeed. That's it. And she did gardening. She did a lot in that little, yeah, that little garden. Well, I do have a quick question. Uh, did you end up planting that seed that the tree gave you in the Feywilds? Um, yes, and I planted that in our keep. Okay. Yeah, so actually what that tree does is the moment you plant it, it's sprouted into one of those ancient oaks with these kind of silvery threads running through it like veins. Um, and as it did so, there is this kind of flash of blue light as the power of the tree actually wards your keep 
from uh celestial fiends on uh celestial fiends and fey from entering your keep without your permission that's a real one right there nice casimir you have permission so, thank you so much there, Astra. Uh, next up, we'll go with Casimir. Yeah, so Casimir's been really busy um, the last month. Uh, basically, um, he has been um, uh, focusing a lot on retraining his body. Um, so he's been with um, with the martial fighters for that, trying to shift from a strength-based fighting style into something a little bit about being faster, more agile, um, and would likely choose to spar with some of the more dexterous members of the party as well if they were free to it here and there just to test himself out, take some licks, you know, get knocked on his butt by Kaidra a couple times. Um, and that's what he spends from morning till about the early afternoon doing. Uh, then every evening he spends studying with the arcane masters, uh, reading, practicing his abilities as a blade singer, um, sort of focusing on, you know, re-embracing this part of himself that he'd been slowly trying to re-embrace. Um, and even, you know, maybe noticing as he summons his blade song, instead of it being this harsh, infernal runish protection. It's mixed with elvish runes now, um, you know, at, at first looking like they're working against each other and then starting to work in harmony as it starts to shift into a more traditional blade song, less of the harsh sound and mixed with a kind of melodic melody that actually harmonizes. Um, at night, when he's not sleeping, um, he's praying. He's going off to temples on days that he's not and trying to figure out how to commune with Kresna to fulfill the oath that he made to redeem the sins of the party and maybe himself too. Awesome. So you actually spent a lot of your time uh, training with one of the court wizards of mm -hmm. the queen of Belenos. Uh, her name, she's a gnome, a gnomish woman, mm -hmm. very jolly in the way that she mm -hmm. acts. Uh, her specialization is, goes beyond just magic casting, but also a little bit of alchemy. Um, but her mm -hmm. name is Kiro, uh, Q-U-I-R-O-E, Ilwe Undal, Ilwe Undal, um, which I'll, I'll just type out the spelling for that, but that is her name. Uh, <laughs> Um, and there was one other thing that I sent you, and I'm not sure if that it. was possible. Um, his sword. Um, and this is going to be something that he's reluctant to do at first. Um, and he's going, he approaches likely her with this sword, this obsidian sword, this that hungers, uh, with the intention of trying to see if he can reshape it from a long sword into something different. Maybe also having to come to the face with the fact that it's cursed. <laughs> so the blade by nature can be reshapen into mm -hmm. the uh, type of blade you want it to be mm -hmm. uh, simply by 
much like an entombment process. Yeah. Okay. As it is technically an infernal focus. Okay. It is technically. And so I guess if it's easy for him to do it, um, he might, instead of showing it to her at first, he might approach to her, you know, about the, the concept of an infernal blade. Um, you know, that he came across in his journeys trying to figure out if he should be concerned. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll DM about that later. Um, yeah. All right. Next, we'll have Dion with Cormac on deck. So a big thing Dion would have been doing, of course, is uh, martial training. You know, big heavy hitter. He's just learning, trying to hone his skills on hitting as hard and ferociously as possible. And also channeling his you know, faith in his uh, goddess Brawlin as he does so. And part of that includes being a little bit of a party animal over these three months. Uh, he'll be planning big celebrations, going into Belenos and raiding fucking taverns and stuff, just having as much fun as possible, spreading his, uh, his revelry and that type of thing, because he knows that whatever we're all going through, he'd like to include as many people as possible, by the way. Whatever we're going to go through, you know, this might be our last chance to have a nice party and celebrate while we can. So, in fact, and if we do survive, we'll have a bigger one. In fact, that celebration is indeed tonight as you're all doing the last bit of your training, preparing for the celebration. In turn, your keep is found bustling with people preparing for this food is being made in preparation for the feast. There are the finest, um, breweries and mead makers also bringing in the various wares entertainers are coming in to fill the courtyard within the uh keep grounds as well along with the, the town that's kind of like begun to has was already ex in existence but has continued to grow over the next month with the rumors of the seekers being present there as your name has started to spread throughout bellinos um as you've committed many deeds across the world so far um uh, Cormac. Ah, yes. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> Cormac doesn't really. Well, I mean, he he does stuff, obviously, but he mostly is like, you know, perfecting his weapon handling. You know, he's he's practicing his fighting with Casimir to become a little bit more dexterous. Um, that's, uh, he's also, he also is making a little bit more ammo with the last of his supplies that he has. And yeah, now he's just preparing for the, the, the party tonight as to what could possibly be his last. So. <laughs> Kydro. So. After Astra finishes deciphering the Book of Dragons in Primordial, which is half of the book, Kaidro brings the book with him to go train as he reads it, taking his training about twice as seriously as he had been since he has more time, since he's not adventuring, so he's putting in that extra work. Physically, 
he had been practicing his forms and strikes, repeating the same punches and kicks against harder and harder materials. A thousand punches, a thousand kicks against boulders, steel, Casimir, Dion. But this wasn't enough for him. He would sit in silence, meditating, for days on end. His key felt more fluid, and he could feel it lashing out, connecting to the world around him. He turned his desires of key to be able to decipher the book itself. Because he wants to do it alone. This is his quest. He doesn't need to bother anybody else for it within reason. And as he does so, his key for just a slight moment aligns with both the sun and moon. Just flowing the knowledge of the abyssal language into his head as if it were second nature. And he can just read the book, the rest of it. And as he studies the book now, you know, with Astra's health deciphering the other half, he can completely read it. So, he learns more of the nature and history of dragons as well as a few other things that are going to motivate him along the course of his journey. And another day as he is meditating, a random thought of his mother dawns on him. He felt a particular loneliness and he willed his key to fix this problem like he does with all of his other issues. And sure enough, his key had an answer. He felt himself in the presence of another being. And he opened his eyes to a small blue drake companion. He had a connection to this creature. He didn't quite understand. But he named her Faith after his mother. He continued his training further physically. His strikes have become more devastating, and he's become faster on his feet. And with his hauled mind, his key is more potent and powerful than ever before. Thank you. Uh, Harley. So, he spent, you know, he's a bard, so he doesn't feel the need to, like, you know, start lifting weights or anything. So he spent his time practicing... His, his concentration, just progressively trying to keep tune under you know, strengthening uh, distractions. It started just, just kind of like trying to do it upside down or trying to balance things. And eventually he'd be like, you know, dodging fireballs from some of the, the, the wizards and, you know, just constant stress. It's still managing to keep up his uh, his concentration, and you know, make him even better at dodging things than he already was. And in his, the time he wasn't training, he'd be uh, trying to see what the uh, the wizards could teach him about his curse and how to possibly uh, uplift it, perhaps. And he'd also help Astra out in the garden because he's, uh, you know, he's a farmer by trade, so he'd know about irrigation and other farming things. <laughs> I don't know much about farming things, but... And yeah, that, that's mostly what he'd be up to. And uh, I believe, finally, Quasar. Uh, so over this month, Quasar would have been... Uh, communicating a lot with Rex Homie Virial um, to try to uh, deepen his connection with his oath and with magic in general. Um, and just get better at what he does, hit harder, imbue all of his strikes with 
just divine energy. And also asking more of the stealthy members of the party like Cormac and Kydro to hide around him and try to hit him uh, until he is able to dodge these strikes. That's pretty much it. Just emerging with a better sense of the world and a better sense of himself. Thank you. So, uh, it is now growing into the early, the late afternoon, early evening, as you all are wrapping up your training for the day. And you hear the sound of a bell begin to ring out throughout the courtyards as a notification that it is time to prepare for the feast at hand tonight. Is there anything that anybody would like to do in particular here at this moment in time? Dan would, would like to run out into the main, like the center of the uh, keep. Susan, everybody's so excited. I'm so excited. This party's going to be amazing. This is my first material plane party. Oh, you're in for a treat. This isn't any material plane party. This is a party, party organized by myself and other people. And, uh, you know, I have, I have a special touch for this type of thing, as it is my faith. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. <laughs> Stepping into the Grey Hall, where a majority of the feast is being prepared, uh, sets are being sorry laid out, uh, goblets are being set down, all those sorts of things. Uh, one person in particular is kind of sticking out... Uh, making sure that orders are being get out there's organization uh this person had moved up into the town surrounding your keep recently and has taken staffing within your your keep uh you all know him as silas alash the previous owner of the grinning cat tavern in summermorn uh the the blue sapphire dragonborn everything is going to plan master dayon Thank you so much, Silas. You know, it's been great since I've met you. You're very, very helpful with this type of thing. It is something that I have grown accustomed to from my years running the tavern. And although I greatly miss the Grinning Cat, it is something that I am glad happened as it brought me here to a life of more happiness. And... Your friends are, would be happy to know that the singing flowers are doing just fine in my garden. Yay. Hmm. That's nice to know. I have no idea what type of code that is or what you're trying to portray to me, but I will pass that on to them. It, it's, it's amazing that these people that I met falling out of an airship knew such a wonderful party planner and caterer and organizer. I, I thank you very much, Silas. It's no problem. Uh, a knock at your door, Casimir. Oh, <clears throat> come. Opening the door is a uh, dark elf that you know as Cedric Danamark, the spy master of the queen. Casimir. I have a message from the queen. Hmm? Unfortunately, she will not be able to make it in attendance this evening as she has other things to 
look to, but she is sending someone in her stead. Oh, I'd say it's very kind of her to send a representative in her stead. Indeed. May I? Is it a, meant to be a surprise, or should we be setting uh, for expectations of someone as equally regal stature? He takes out a pocket watch. Actually, she should be arriving just about now. So at this moment, a flurry of feathers rushes past your window as this four-legged beast lands in your courtyard, blowing down one of the tents of the entertainers in the process from a full-on dive bomb. Um, the woman wearing a, a leather helmet with goggles takes it off to show perfect golden locks just bouncing down perfectly into place as she kind of like tilts her head and catches the sunlight perfectly in the, um, the now setting twilight. Mm. She steps down from her, her griffin, um, pats it as many of the people working the courtyard come out and take it from her. And you recognize her to be the princess uh, herself, Lexilla Athelren. Ah, <laughs> the princess does love to make an entrance. Thank you. She certainly does. I believe everybody is gathering in the, the hall. Hmm. And to say, uh, are you going to stay or you're just a messenger today? I will be lurking about. Okay, okay. That's very good. Kind of straightens the sword at his side, making sure everything is in place. <clears throat> Big day. Indeed. Well, that's it's not waiting. It's not waiting for a tip or anything. Guys, you're no. trying to read the room. No. Um, but like I said, everybody's waiting for you in the Great Hall. Yes. At this point, everybody ah. will begin to gather there. Um, side note, even though we have catering, um, quite exemplary to catering, Astra is still going to make her own tea, some real funky fresh tea, and okay. she'll just try passing it out to anyone who will try it. Here, try this. I made this. About to get bussin'. So at this point, the fireplace is set aflame and the flames are roaring, um, but contained. There are roasted boars being set onto the tables. Um, many flasks are being, flagons are starting to be brought out as they fill up various cups. As many of the denizens begin to arrive, um, you all are now gathered in the Great Hall, sitting upon the raised uh, part of it in the back where your table is set, along with some of your uh, most prestigious and esteemed guests. Rexholm Everiel is there, along with Kira El Elway Undel. Um, and so at this point, the doors swing open with kind of this burst of wind, and stepping into the hall is the princess. I'm sorry, am I... am I late? You are fashionably on time, as always. Oh, I'm glad to be so. Um, I'm sorry that my mother couldn't make it. Of course, she sends her regards. That's all right, Your Honor. So he take off his hat and he 
you know, put it in his chest like you would, like you, like you know, people with hats might do in front of royalty. <laughs> Nod his head a bit and put it back on. Hmm. Surprisingly, I'm sorry. I say, did did did, did Hartley get like fancier overalls now that he's living in a no. keeper? They okay. <laughs> <laughs> exact same outfit. He's 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 no aristocrat. Hmm. Um, but I, I I did bring a plus one. I hope you're all okay with that. Oh. The more the merrier. From her walk from just the courtyard into this hall, she has somehow changed into a completely new gown. Uh, this gown has kind of like long with a midnight blue, and it almost shimmers with kind of a a black sheen to it as the light catches it in different ways. Um, it goes around her her shoulders and um she has this very large silver and sapphire necklace adorning her neck um okay well uh, he i believe he'll be right in. and she looks over her shoulder at this time the hall goes silent stepping into the chamber is a man um and at this time in case anyone has forgotten uh, Noah, would you like to describe uh, Zulkifli to us? Oh! Okay, uh, whoa. Taking up this description for an your little while. Um, so stepping in, he's about 5'10". Uh, he's uh, currently shrouded in a, uh, just in a long kind of tattered brown cloak, and he throws it back to reveal uh, long black hair kind of loosely tied up in a red um pointed kind of headscarf uh tankolo. uh he's dressed in um a red uh studded leather vest um in a very different style than what what might be seen in this in this part of the world it's sleeveless uh scar pattern all along his shoulders roughly in the shape of uh stripes um he's got a uh kind of a very serious arch black eyebrows um high uh angled eyes uh kind of a medium brown skin uh, black kind of goatee. He's wearing a kind of a kind sonket, which is a kind of a cloth, uh, almost a kilt kind of thing around his waist. Uh, beneath some red silk trousers, and he wears sandals and stuff. He's got a wavy criss on one side. And he steps in. Uh, his eyes sweep around, and he's immediately um, catches sight of the party. Um, he stands there for a moment, breathes it in. Nostrils flares. Let me see him smile. So carefully. Astrid, oh, cups start hitting the floor. She, everything she was doing out the window, she comes up to him and bear hugs him. Just. Mm-hmm. Welcome uh, back, brother. Okay. <laughs> Y'all know this guy? Yes. Yes. Just very much so. You hear uh, stomping as Dayan runs over. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, okay. you're, you're gonna hug around both Astra and Kipley. Yeah, yeah. Casimir will break protocol and joins in the hug. <laughs> and there's a little Kasimir. a little tear running down his cheek. Astra, Astra's yeah. bawling. Yeah. Cool, <laughs> uh, Mac. Kaidro, okay. Okay, and he looks around and he, he sees many new people here. You have Hi. done very well. Hello. Mm -hmm. 
Huh? Why don't I cut that? <laughs> Looks over it. Uh, you know we have a we have a poisonous frog here. Yeah, he's 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 fine. He. I, I make sure not to touch anybody. Whoa. Okay. Also, you can talk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Yep. He plays music as well, Zukupli. This is your your home. No? Our home, bud. Yeah. Wow. Your name's on the deed. What? Oh. Yeah. Hmm? Very expensive. Yeah. <sighs> it's been a long time. Yeah. I tried to find you for a long time, but I lost the uh, smell. You are gone. No. Yeah. <sighs> how how are you? I mean, did did the did they let you come back? I mean, last we heard, you, you were you were with with one of the goddesses. Yeah. Yeah, no. But more after she took me, many other. Um, he uh, told me some things, um, not here, maybe later. I, uh, I learned many, many things. Uh -huh. I studied. I, uh, I met this, uh, goddess, Ferusia. She is, yeah, amazing. Ferusia. Uh, she's a queen of beasts. Mm. She helped me, Astra. She helped me uh, find a way to to control my power. Fantastic! That's all you wanted, yeah. right? Uh, no. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. But what I wanted was helping you, you and your people. How are you? Are you... Um... He looks around and... Esper is also still... Still gone. Yes. Yes, come sit. Um... But he's not gone in an... Fully. I've regained connection with him. And he's been... Helping me... To learn. I... I hear his voice. You do as he well? spoke to me. Yeah. Yes. He did. Come sit, please. Okay. Just sit down. Um, get him food. Um, meat, right? What kind of meat? Uh, water. Uh, meat. Uh, uh chicken. Or um, coming. Uh, lamb. Mm -hmm. Cabbage too, please. It's so good to see you again. Yeah, he just sits there. He drinks in the side of his friends. Because it's been a long time. Oh, and there's uh, uh, Quasar here. I don't think you've spoken to him. He's hey, Quasar. Can you come a little bit closer? You'll be able to see Zokifli. Yeah, let me. Oh, oh, they've described me t or described you to me before. It's very good to finally meet you. I didn't think I'd ever say that to you, but. Uh, uh, you are. 
okay. Uh, you are with them for a long time? For uh, reason? A little bit over a month. Same here. Yeah, but, but we get along. Yeah, we, we picked up Quasar in the Fae and Holly in the Underworld. And Underworld? Yeah. Hey, wow. We lost... We lost one. Nazmir, yeah. And Nazmir. picked one up and were betrayed by him. Hmm. I wasn't no, dead, sorry. by the way. I was just there, coincidentally. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, of all the people here, I was the one who was dead in the underworld, but I'm <laughs> dead here. Um, I mean, I was technically so, dead as well, but that happened after wow. I got there. But, yeah. you know, okay, I so was dead once too. Die, and you went to underworld, and Nazmir, he betrayed you. No. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> so sitting no, no. Some... at this point, sitting in the middle of the table, uh, the princess did take the center seat of the, the dining hall as would uh, custom would dictate. Um, and she she stands up and holds her goblet out. I would like to propose a toast. To friends. To heroes. And she looks at all of you. And to celebration. At this point, everybody cheers. She goes... Let the feast commence. And at this point, trays of food are being brought out. The the many uh, party goers start to cut into the boards at their table. Um, a number of servants brought supplied by the royal house come out with trays of food, offering them to you in different selection. There are drinks being served. And the, you are all sitting in front of like the semicircle area at the back of your hall with these uh, stained glass windows where your tree is actually planted as it kind of grows up and its branches spread out, kind of having this like silver glow as it's casting dancing lights across the, the many parts of your hall. Um, Lord Dayon, the princess looks at you. Oh yes, princess. Would you like to invite your entertainment in for this evening? Entertainment? Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Let's let's invite the entertainment, the special entertainment. Invite them. The room goes dark. Starting at the very front of the hall, um, working its way back is a series of small flares shooting out these vibrant colors: purples, greens, blues, and a straight line up towards the great dining hall. And with the final flash of light standing in the middle of the hall where this kind of area has been cleared out and left vacant on purpose is a number of acrobats. There is a woman wearing a mask with this bright red hair standing at the, the middle of this, this stack of people. And she holds up goblet silent as at this point this trapeze comes swinging down and she grabs it without moving and she is launched into the air and begins to do this routine with another person swinging down a man wearing a similar outfit that of gold and green as she swings back 
she's thrown up into the air and does a double flip catching onto the trapeze you think for a moment that she's going to miss but she grabs it for sure at this point the other acrobats on the ground are starting to do their own sort of choreographed routine with ribbons and magic as the ver a variety of lights shoots up and smoke forms and starts forming a number of creatures the first thing you see are people running in these small little uh, imp-like creatures attacking them until they're fought off. You see these zombies rise up from groupings of mushrooms to be uh, fought off as well and vanquished. And as this continues, you start to realize that this show is indeed the feats that you guys have carried out since you started. Um, as these things are brought out. As it comes to its conclusion, its main finale being the, the Shadow Dragon, the one on the trapeze lands on top of this pyramid of acrobats. At this point, she takes off her mask, showing these vibrant green shimmering eyes and this long red curly hair. Grapevines adorn her ears as she holds up a overflowing goblet. Dion. Yes. This person seems very familiar to you. Very familiar in the sense I've seen her in moments of celebration and the like. It's at this point as the goblet continues to overflow, she throws her other hand down and a uh, golden spark shoots out in this fog cloud covers the rest of the people. And just as it begins to disperse, doves fly out and the acrobats are gone and they vacate your hall Dayana uh, stands up uh, you know on top of one of the tables throws his hands in the air our lady of mirth has graced us with her presence <laughs> what, what do you mean? alright what, what? it was fantastic yeah, that was simply mm. amazing do you know her? Yeah, no, <laughs> Do I know her? I wear her symbol. Ah. I oh, see. The goddess? You did invite her in. Uh, perfect. The goddess performed for us? Let's say it's... We really need to make a list. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I will I will say anywhere I go is a home for Lady Brawlin herself as well. Uh, oh. And so what is what? a lady of myth? Goddess, I believe. So if we pray to a god, are we inviting them in? What are they vampires? <laughs> well, I mean the first time that I came here I had to be invited in by Astra, even though I live here. Uh, um, I also had to be invited in. Uh, yeah. Uh, how how long have you living live here? What happened? <laughs> About a month. Suddenly rich or what? Um, uh, no, no. It, we were given it for saving uh, Archmage uh, Amelia's life. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Feels like hmm. a lifetime ago. I say, Zolkifli. When I first met you all. 
You told me that you didn't have a birthday. Correct? Hmm. Mm, yeah. This can be your birthday. Well, maybe. We're celebrating already. Uh, and you are reborn to us. Okay. Today is my birthday. Happy uh, birthday, Kifli. Everyone wish Sokifli a happy birthday. Happy first birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday, birthday Sokifli. The entire crowd in your dining hall. Happy birthday all together in unison. Yeah, just a Sega thing that will get us copyright striked. Slamahari Jadi, Jadi. The really interesting part about uh, having the blessing of Bralin on your celebration is that the food never seems to cease coming. You never feel completely full. The drinks don't stop flowing, yet you don't get to the point where you can't drink anymore. You don't get to the in overly inebriated to the point where you get sloppy. You're on that fine borderline where you're feeling perfectly great. And the oh. party goes until the sun rises the next morning, and yet none of you are oh, exhausted. No. Oh! Yeah. Um, I will say, just during the party, anybody observing Dayon would notice he had the same amount of energy as when he's raging in battle. Yeah. He's like completely yeah. in his element. Astra does get overwhelmed at times, so she'll step out to the tree every now and then. Um... One such moment when you step um, over to the tree. Uh, the princess comes and joins you. Ah, your... She thinks for a moment on the proper address. Your honor, um... What are you doing here? Just... Stepping out of the crowd to... Observe. Um, what do you think of this? Show motion to the tree. I think it's quite beautiful. It's my pride and joy. I can tell that you put a lot of love into it. Where... Where did you find Zulkifli? Um, he actually arrived in the city at what seemed to be the perfect moment right as I was preparing my departure. I see. You know, I have yet to hear. Yes. I don't know a lot about druidcraft, as that's not where I've been taught, but I do believe with enough practice, this tree might be useful to you. Oh, it will. I have many plans for it already. Good. And if you look here, and she'll point to a part on the tree where these silvery veins kind of come together almost to form a ruin there's one here and another here and one right there they're quite fascinating can you read them i'm i must confess i can i can teach you perhaps one day mm -hmm. we'll make it a date And Astro will just fall silent. Well, enjoy your evening as um, we have a lot to discuss tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. Enjoy as well. 
And she'll kind of fade back into the crowd. And soon enough, the sun rises and the party ends. And all that's left is a massive mess. But nothing mm. for any of you to clean up as you are now nobles of this keep. You're landowners. Ooh. Mm. Back to being a noble. Well, Holly, you don't <laughs> want to be noble, so you got to help clean up the mess. <laughs> uh, well, I'll take the title if it helps me not clean. There you go. Lord of not cleaning. And as all of the guests have vacated the place, all that's left are your those who have household staff um, kind of calling for all of you to gather within your hall is the princess. Um, and we, we don't, we don't feel any after effects, right? There's we're no we're okay. No hangovers. Let's go. No bloating. I wish no, real life worked like that. No morning after walks of shame. Nothing. Yeah, you, know, you don't. You didn't have to watch how much sugar you ate. You don't have to worry about your calorie intake. Like, it's That's just fantastic. like the ultimate cheat day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you all um, feel quite invigorated. You can all go ahead and take one DM inspiration onto your character sheets. Ooh, Whoa. Huge. Excellent. <laughs> you know the feeling you get when you walk into a room and there's like health packs everywhere and a lot of ammo? <laughs> yeah. and, like, RPG, That's what know, this like, feels oh, like. Thanks, game. Yeah. Hmm, I wonder what this means. <laughs> and then immediately a boss fight. <laughs> Suddenly, there is a massive explosion in the middle of your hall. Left to no walls, but open. No, no. Oh God, tall boys. Um, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to um, prevent you from being able to rest late into the afternoon, but um, I am here on official business, unfortunately, hmm. rather than just a guest. Oh well, you were our guest last night, and now you're on business today. So we'll we'll take it as an an even grade, huh? At this point, stepping into the hall is Lord Minorialis. Oh, um, I appear to be late for the party. He's holding two jugs of some unknown liquid. I'll just set these down. You missed the whole thing. (laughs) What are in those jugs? Oh, don't worry about it. I'll just take them back home. Hmm. I, you know, we were visited by a goddess last night. Oh, was it your first time? Uh, no. No, No, actually, yeah, I was mentioning we need a checklist, almost like... Goddess bingo. Yeah, I mean, honestly. I I, I apologize for coming bearing uh, semi-bad news, but perhaps she was blessed and you can have a true last celebration. Um, Because we don't know what's going to happen after today, do we? You all have been training for a month, Lord Minorialis. I believe that this is my meeting. Mm. Oh, um, of course. I outrank you, but whatever. 
So we passed the talking stick. Uh... We have a few places that we can all go to to um for what rather you can go to for what's next in your journey. You you have a loose idea of where you can go to complete the goals, but I would like to add another possibility to that list. We all know that the solstice is a mere five months away. Um, There is another location of power within the continent that must be secured prior to us preventing them from attacking the font at the bottom of the tower. Currently, Prime Minister Flaskmaster uh, within the nation of Mysteria is getting forces from the tribes of Grumesh. Mm. However, we do know through the valiant efforts of Lord Anamark that they are no longer being supplied machines for sieging purposes. Hmm. Meaning, if we were to retake Fort Ron outside of Summermorn, we could prevent the forces of the tribes of Grumesh from crossing over the Buckler Mountains and being able to further supply Mysteria with mm-hmm. military power. So we buy ourselves time and allow you to re- reinforce your border. Indeed, but unfortunately, the fortress is not able to be attacked by armies rather than a small force for stealth would most likely be better. Well, that seems perfect for us. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can go to the Rhine Mountains um, to the north for the Sleeping Winter. There's the Kingdom of Sionor for the Singing Blade. And of course, the astral plane for the Blessed Seed, as you all have revealed and shared that information with us. But those are your four paths available to you. So whatever you desire to path to take first, the others, of course, will have to be done soon enough. But the path and the choice are yours. I feel the most important thing is securing more time for ourselves. The fort seems like our best option. And our closest, and our closest option. And a lot of people are dying. Dare I say it would be easy to wipe out one fort full of people. Do you think you could do it in one punch, man? Yes. <laughs> Not even... Not no. even a question. Get rid of that inspiration. Get out of my house. <laughs> Get rid of inspiration. I, I really, I almost, I almost snap cracked while saying that one. Uh, it, we it, have it, been it, keeping, um, Lady Namela Telmont as a guest in our own kingdom. I'm sure she would like to have her city back. Hmm. Astra, you look like you're considering. Um, I'm. I am considering. I'm thinking. 
because these are all the things we need to do, and I do desire to help, um, as y'all have helped me. But I am thinking of my family, and I am thinking of the time in which it would be appropriate to go. And I believe that would be after we retrieve everything we need in order to prepare for solstice. But I, I cannot... I cannot complete that final battle without helping my people, because I do not know if I will survive, and I can't take that risk. No. The choice is yours. Laden with choice, all of them important. That just means we have to get everything done as fast as possible, so we have time for the sources. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do have five months. Shouldn't... Yeah. Shouldn't be too bad. Well, five months can go by really fast. Yeah. This, this past month flew by. Five months to do four potentially near-impossible things. Yeah, this last month felt like a week. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. It's been one week since you looked at me. <laughs> Geek. I, I'm sorry. No, I'm you're not. Sorry. Don't lie. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Um, anyways. Regardless, um, if whichever location you choose first, we could get you as close as we can to there. Princess, do you... Do you know of anyone who can traverse the astral? Who can... Anyone who can do that? I feel confident, at least more so in my abilities, um, but I am curious. I don't trust anyone else to do the job that has been entrusted with me, but if worst comes to worst, I would like someone to take that hold. Well... Um, I do not know of anyone in particular that would be able to traverse the... Astral Plane. Um, but there are several powerful magic casters... Who... Might be able to. It's something I will think more on. Thank you. So it seems we're still left with the choice of where to go first. The fortress. The fortress. Fortress. All in agreement. Close. Yeah. Yep. Clubs save lives by some time for the people who are currently suffering. All right. How soon should we leave? Immediately, I would assume. That's what I was thinking. Today? Today? Gather no time to waste. Gather your gear, gather some food, and... We probably should have looked, had somebody look for our horses uh, in the last month, but... There's we... no need. Um, yeah, there's Don't things. worry, I find them all. I have a okay, surprise here. for you outside. Okay. Surprise. 
just at a character, was she not flirting with uh, with Revelor a little bit last time we saw her? Um, she she oh. was kind of being flirtatious with Zulkifli and uh, then mm -hmm. Cormac. She was being very mm -hmm. flirtatious with Zulkifli. Okay. She smells amazing, and Zulkifli <laughs> just keeps looking over at her. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just like trying to remind myself who was she flirty with. Uh, mostly, okay, uh, mostly Zulkifli. Mm. I mean, he is swarthy. He's just got that like awesome like personality. It's great. Personality. Um. <laughs> What's outside? Yeah, I love surprises. What is? We go. Stuff? We stand up. Yeah, we uh, we get our stuff. I always um, have my stuff. Yeah. Oh, you have. I look around. Just uh, I look over at the party. Just as we're heading up. You have. You have my bag. Yes, that did not get given to Nazmia, right? Among all our other things. I don't believe well, that was given to Nazmia. I'm going to tell y'all right now that um, the lyre or that little guitar thing that you have. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> so I'll give that back. I'll say the Astra okay. had, had all your old stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's mental. Oh, wow. And I pull out my loot. Oh, there you go. Good, good, Man. good. Maybe one day I will learn how to play this better. Yeah, you could highly should discuss. Uh, the princess is once again wearing her oh, traveling clothes. Very uh, form-fitting trousers and boots that almost come up just below the knee. Um, like uh, horseback riding boots. Uh, almost. So, and as she leads you out um, to the door, she stops. Oh, um, you might need these and from her own bag she pulls out eight leather helmets with goggles oh uh, ah. has has little holes for horns <laughs> why would we need something like this in the courtyard with the sun rising just above the keep walls are eight different griffins uh I don't know if these will fit. <laughs> oh wow! They're for us. Listen, they're they're all they're all custom fit. It's fine. You you you'll no. just you you just you have Kydra's one. It is for you, not for the Griffin. Yeah. No, I mean I have a very odd head shape. Yeah, it's Griffin, fine. and I look up. Oh wow. <laughs> I was focused on the not fitting. Okay. Well, no fucking way. This is awesome. Astra's uh, gonna immediately go and try, like, seeing which one she vibes with best. All right. One. Let's call it now. How long until we forget them in, in some city? <laughs> I will has, never forget this. DM, uh, has Zul already vibed with one of them on the way here? So, before any of you, you know, go crazy she snaps her fingers and all the griffins shrink down into small statuettes huh you killed them <laughs> oh that is very convenient you'll find that these are more to your travel abilities 
There is one catch though. Hmm? Due to unlike their their cousins, um the the other magical item that has a limited amount of use or power per day, these can be activated and deactivated um over the course of 10 minutes. Uh as many times a day as you want. Deactivation takes 10 minutes, the deactivation is instant. Okay. However, they only work on this plane. Ah, mm. okay. That was that's fair. So okay. they we if we carry them into another plane, they're just these little minis. Well, we don't know like what would happen. They could just shatter. They could explode. They would just not activate. They're they're experimental. <sighs> They've been a project of mine, as I'm very passionate about these creatures. Okay. So, so sorry, if we take them in this shape, but without activating, they should be safe, right? Because I don't much want to kill these magnificent. I would assume so. Oh, okay. Love the confidence. <sighs> well, it's magic. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you go by the rules as they're set, and sometimes you, you look into the possibility and create something new. Sometimes you turn into a frog. <laughs> Yeah, I keep forgetting that this yes, is not yeah. your natural state. It uh, just seems so fitting. Well, I guess these next ten minutes will be spent reactivating these so we can, you know, get a move on. Sure. <laughs> right. Thank you, Princess. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Mine, unfortunately, does not have that neat party trick as I have a real living one. Um... But she'll she'll distribute them out to you. Awesome. Do they not require to eat? Are they not living? They do not require food or sleep. Mm. Okay. Are griffins intelligent creatures? You know what? No. <laughs> Let me get my book of monsters out and find their stat block. Since y'all want to ask every goddamn question there is. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> we want to know, Michael. Servants <laughs> have intelligence of two. Okay. So, no, oh. they're not intelligent. <laughs> they're actually, okay. yeah, they're, their modifier is minus four. But, but okay. they, are, yeah. they are wise creatures as they have a, a wisdom of 13, so they can be trained. Mm -hmm. I would say okay. about the same intelligence as like a dog or a horse. Yeah. Uh, some dogs much smarter. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's... Throw up their waffles. <laughs> and then try to re-eat it. Yeah, as soon as the princess hands me the like the mini griffin, I'm immediately starting to just like reactivate it. Wow. Um actually a horse oh, has the yeah. exact same intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We could actually get really into it and talk about a horse's prefrontal cortex, but I will not do that with y'all today. <laughs> Wizards of the Coast, you are being called out right now, by the way. That's too low. Swear to God, Chloe, you always got something locked and loaded, bro. I, that was randomly generated, I swear to God. But... And she's gonna, she's gonna pull uh, you aside, Astro. And if you would like to speak to someone about traversing planes, there is a very powerful uh, magic caster that I'm aware of uh, near the Fogmire Wood. Um, his name is Cornelius. 
Cornelius. Cornelius Sounds is very some... familiar. That's even closer than Fort Rand. Is it on the way? It is on the way. I, I would Perfect. warn you, though, there is a lightning storm over those woods constantly. I don't... He's rather... Yes, we've, we've met Cornelius, I believe. We've met him, yeah. Yes. Interesting fellow. He and his lightning storm have a turbulent love yeah. life. Yeah, he's... She's not happy with him. Love life? She... But thank you. I, I'd rather not know. Um, yeah. I do have to get home, though. Well, send your mother our thanks as well. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> look if we clasp hands with her. Deep bow. It's like holding both of her hands in his, and then kind of a handshake. And then touch his heart. As your hands pull away, um, you feel the tug of a chain so carefully. And this it's a, it's a simple oh, silver no. chain, the, but there is a small pendant that has like um, almost like a mesh to it. And she's going to smile as she gets onto her griffin. And she's going to nod to all of you and take off. And as you hold the, uh, the pendant up to your nose, it smells just like her perfume. And it's that of a bracelet. Uh. Yeah, yeah, so Kifli. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that, so Kifli. <laughs> more, like, more like Riz Kifli. <laughs> Gonna look down at that. Leave the puns to Casimir, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow. I mean, I, I knew that you had a little bit of a spark with it last time, but. That seemed more like a flame. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You you may find yourself being the, you know, the 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 consort to a future queen. Huh? Oh no no no! She's uh, just a good friend. Huh? Uh huh uh huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. That's what they all say, but you know, you just have to have a little confidence in love and war. Oh, also, no. uh, Cormac isn't his real name. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just remembered that. Yeah. Comic I'll Maguire. let you take over. No, no, this is his name. You, you yeah. just met him. This is Comic. <laughs> no, it was a lie. Actually, it's huh? um. Actually, Zol. He's gonna he's gonna walk up to Zol and be like, allow me to properly introduce myself. And he's gonna hold out his hand. And he's gonna say, my name is Revelor. Revelor Dwarf. <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> uh, joking, huh? Joke, okay. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's no joke, no? It's my real. That's my birth name. Wow. Yeah. Revelor. Why? Uh, why are you hiding your name? Hey, embarrassed, uh, is it? Shame, shameful. No. Partially, part of it was in memoriam. Another part was I didn't know how far of a reach the people who were looking for me had, and I didn't want to put you all in danger, which I had already 
I've already done once, so. Uh, people are looking for you? Yes. Hmm. Or maybe not. I don't know if they're still looking for me now, since it has... We've been gone for a while. They, they might think I might be dead. I'm not sure. Where? Oh, only asking, because if we go there, then we should no. use Comac. Huh? We call you Comac instead. Right. Oh. Um, I'm not quite sure. I'm not like completely sure on their whereabouts, but oh. Amelia did tell me that I might find some answers in Ingenbin. Oh. So, was it somebody you know then who was trying to try to kill you that time? Fortunately. Hmm. He leans closer. He gives Cormac just like a little slap in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then a handshake. Okay, just checking. <laughs> Good to meet you, Ravelo. Maybe safer we call you Cormac just in case, huh? And most of us still call him Cormac, but I, you know, I realized that he didn't bring that up, so... No. And another like... thing you should know is that I have the key that we need to cure my people. That has been settled. We were gifted a pitcher, um, with water from the River of the Dead, the soul. And with that, I can put that in a body of water. Mm, you know the story. Yeah. Nazmir did not betray us as well. I believe we got that misconstrued last night. No, we we lost him in the underworld. Oh no. His family. Sorry. These are things you should know. Mm. Um, he sighs and closes his eyes. I'm sorry, I was not, not here, not with you. Um, but uh, I am with you now. And from now on. Until the end. Mm -hmm. I'm going to uh, put this picture in our keep before we go. I see no point in taking it with us. And she'll leave to go find. I assume we have a safe room. Yeah. Uh, just as she goes, he's just so, so, just going to watch her go. Just... He's better now. She seems more... Uh, what? I feel, from from a outside point of perspective, I feel she's been given guidance. She's probably been helped that way. She definitely seems less murdery. 
Before she was scared, but now she seems more, I don't know, calm. Maybe she just has hope again. You all uh, watch out for her. Thank you. Well, you, you did more for her than any of us could. Mm. Next time you die for her, okay? Good. It was yeah, the even. plan. Mm, <laughs> uh, we, in in the meantime, uh, yeah, I've heard the story of what happened. Uh, we've made sure she hasn't touched any random books, so. Yeah, oh no, no one touched anything suspicious since then. Hey. <laughs> I okay. mean, you didn't see it coming, so. Mm. I did. Is the thing. No, he cannot see. He can see within a certain range, and he can yes. see through his bow. Oh, I can tell. I don't know if maybe you cannot tell. Yeah, I can see within ten feet around me, and then I can also see. Uh, he's gonna transfer his sight into his bird. The his bird's eyes flash white. I can see through him. Hmm. So. <laughs> and I can see through my eyes. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up, Dayan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. We were just telling everybody what we could see through. Uh, well, I mean, all right. With empathy, you can see through another person's perspective. Yes. Listen, I've seen I've seen this this man Quasar do unimaginable things to monsters. I can I can say something funny. Okay. When were you gonna say it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, while we're waiting for Aspen to get back, so let's just gonna look over at Harley. What color is Harley? See, is Harley green? Green. Oh, well, you can see. Yeah. So she's gonna look down over, look down at Harley, just scrutinizing. You are hunter, yeah? Warrior, fighter, farmer, Far farmer. Ah, okay. And a musician. Because dulu dulu in my country we we know some orangkata like you and they have different colors and the green ones uh, they are watch out because they are the fighters but also the farming uh, workers ah uh, yeah i guess i'm the second half then okay i mean the, i wouldn't call playing music fighting but you know it does does what it does you hurt people with music that is incredible <laughs> I mean, I, I can hurt people with music, too. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's more of just mental anguish. I can hurt people with I my mean, hands. I mean, yes. I, I've seen I've seen many a bard play a face-melting lick, but not literally. <laughs> He's done some very crazy things. Hmm. I, I also learned how to fly recently. That's... I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's you that's one of, one of the uh, one of the spells I learned. Well, I mean, more uh, while we were training. Yes, one must learn uh, well, to fly when fighting foo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and at this point, Astra will return to the group. All right, so we'll never be back here again. <laughs> that's not entirely true. Um. During our preparation, I plan to keep this with me at all times. I have a spell that will allow us to transport back to this tree. 
at any huh? time. Um, oh, wow. Transport through plants oh. or something of similar variation. It is not long-lasting. So if I feel the need to cast that, I need you all to prioritize it. Okay. Because it will go away in six to ten seconds. You would be amazed at how much we can do in six to ten seconds. I am always amazed. I'll say at this point, you um, are able to reactivate your griffins. Okay. Awesome. I want mine to have a feather on top of his head like this. Yeah, Mine has the same eyes as me. That's your head cannon. Yeah. Head feather. Oh, nice. I get it. I get it. And soon enough, it's time for all of you to take to the skies. All right. As we're flying, I'm casting speak with animals. Oh my god. Yeah. They dumb. <laughs> yeah. Why is Ali on his griffin? He can fly now already, right? Yeah, oh, but... I can't fly fast or long, but yeah. I can fly. Well, I technically, can... we can all fly. I just gotta just play look... a little longer. Yeah, so... just look down at the queasy, the queasy look on the Griffin's face, uh, being touched by a grung. <laughs> um, with this, are you guys heading directly near the fort, or are you trying to stop at uh, Cornelius? I would like to stop at Cornelius. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's quite odd there are clouds that rapidly form and dissipate the sun doesn't feel quite hot and either of them do it, it it's like summer is all out of order as it's not quite summer-esque at this moment in time uh you feel this like the the rays of the sun touching your skin but they don't feel like you're getting burned uh you don't feel the warmth it's quite odd and soon enough, you guys break above the uh, clouds and they're just puffy white balls below you and you're soaring towards your destination uh, near Cornelius. Uh, you know, these griffins, what, what's, what's the flying speed of griffins? Like 60 feet? Uh, I thought you would know that. is 80 feet, 8 zero. Yeah, so they're, oh. they're actually quite fast. Uh, this entire method of transportation is quite fast. And you feel like you can get there within a couple days as these uh, creatures do not require food or sleep you could just you know fasten yourselves down onto them and continue flying throughout the night yeah that sounds awesome so for the sake of time we'll just go ahead and skip a couple days if everybody's okay with that Ooh, okay Can't i wanted do. to talk to my griffin <laughs> um, these aren't real cool. animals so you can't quite Ah! All right. Camping. Um, can I just note that just at the start of uh, the start of the day for each travel, Zulkifli will be um, in meditation, but he'll also be taking his time to prepare his weapons each time. Just a little crimson right um, front on his longbow and on his Chris. Yeah. Soon enough, you. you see gray clouds ahead, indicating that um, you're nearing Cornelius's house. Okay. Um, I'm going to use, if I can find it and figure it out and think about it, 
Never mind. Anyways. I've decided not to do that. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Mm-hmm. Now I just want to know what it is. That's all I want to know. We're good. We're good. Yeah, you continue okay. to fly. Uh, I think we should probably should we try to should should we try to land? We don't want to get hit by lightning in the middle of the sky. Trust me. I'm gonna go one by one uh, telepathy. Okay, through my friends. Let's land. Yes. Oh, let's let's do that. Yes. Um, and I will specifically target Harley and Quasar and Dayon. Um, give them just a, a brief little this guy is very odd. Prepare yourself mentally. Well, we're all a little odd. As you all prepare yourselves to land and your griffins make the descent, there is a sudden updraft in the wind. Oh boy. Pushing you further up into the sky. Uh, oh gosh. The wind racks your griffins and keeps you afloat in the air as they fight against the wind. And soon enough, you're enveloped by storms and rain. Can I dive bomb? Like a like a hawk? I'm not done describing stuff yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's at this point, part. rising from the clouds below you, breaking through, <laughs> is this massive serpent's head. Oh, larger no. than your keep itself, as it opens its mouth and there's this flash of blue, and you start to realize that this body is made of clouds. It has small wings along its snake-like body as it roars, its eyes glowing with lightning and electrical energy as it flies up and begins to writhe and twist and turn around itself in the center of this storm. As you break through this wall of clouds and you realize you're now in this circular sphere within the eye of the storm, and you finally see the creature that's been terrorizing Cornelius for so long. Let me give you a visual. Uh-oh, it's a visual. Uh-oh. Guys, might, should we kill you, you, you might need a you might need a zoom, zoom out. out. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh fuck. Holy moly. Yeah. Okay. So we oh, are each boy. occupying a large space, correct? Because we're we're on large creatures. Yep. So okay. you'll, you'll need to adjust the size of sure. actually I can do that in one fell swoop here. Oh, who just who just moved their token? Uh, Sorry. <laughs> she moved it back. All right, so we just have to look for the glowing part of its body. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it doesn't make much of a difference on the map, does it? <laughs> it's different enough. All right, everybody, as the storm, uh, this creature makes itself known as it is massive in shape. Uh, we're going to go ahead and roll for initiative, please. <laughs> and I will not forget to select my token. Please don't. Oh, actually, I can't select my token. Well, you uh, didn't forget. 
You should be able to, are you not? Yeah! Man, how I roll that low still? <laughs> Look at that Nets money on initiative. You should be able to select your Oh, maybe I need to refresh. Mmm. Well. Well, even with a now a plus Try two on initiative, still rolling like garbage. Even with a plus um, ten in initiative, I'm still rolling oh, like garbage. Yeah, I just needed to refresh. There we go. Um, Michael. Yeah. I think uh, as large creatures, we should be occupying four spaces. We are. Yeah, we are. Are we? Yeah, it just the, shows the, us this like. This map for is me. 50 by 50 squares. Damn, what the fuck? Uh, let me refresh then. <laughs> we are fighting. Oh, actually, we're not. Six point one five. It's uh the the roll plus the modifier in case anybody rolls or not my modifier mm -hmm. my deck score in case somebody yeah rolls the same. It helps beat times. Oh my god! It rolled a twenty nine. <laughs> twenty nine. Uh, Whoa. Damn. Oh no! Oh, shit. That is a that is a high dex. Oh boy. Wow. What is this thing? So, uh, everybody, um, we're gonna go ahead. Is everybody on the board? Everybody double check and make mm -hmm. sure you're on the board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And I just gotta, I just gotta make sure that, let me correct one little thing here real fast. There we go. All right. So everybody. <laughs> Time to test out what those level 12s brought you. I'm so excited to see. We're going to go so ahead and, and start with its special ability. Um, I need okay. everybody within 120 feet of it to make a DC uh, a dexterity saving throw, please. Okay. Uh, we do that for ourselves and our mounts? Um, just yeah. you guys. I'm not going to have your mounts targeted for this entire fight. Okay. okay. Well, let me, I let me assume ah. that's everybody. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I got a dirty twenty. Ooh, let's see, Cormac, Casimir, Astra, and Harley all add three. That yeah, probably doesn't help. Oh, I got a twenty-six so, then. Seventeen. I got a twenty-six. I got a twelve. Oh, I got a twenty-six. <laughs> wow. Plus three. Uh, well, mine already includes my plus three. Ah, okay. Yep. Alright. So anybody who got a 20 or higher is going to only take 16 points of lightning damage. Boom. Anybody Seven. who got between a 15 and 20, I'm sorry, 15 and 19 is going to take 32 points of lightning damage. Absorb elements. I'll take half. Okay. And anybody who got a 14 or lower is stunned until the end of their next turn. Yay. Oh, the creature roars as these bolts of lightning shoot off from every direction of its body, striking many of you. Some of you are able to tell, um, get your mount to swerve out of the way, uh, dodging it barely, though. Yeah. Um, and some of it just... strikes right into your chest. 
just to uh, react to that, I'm going to use... Uh, I have a feature that lets me re-roll that, I believe. So long as I fail. Sorry. I had the opposite feature. Silvery bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, no, I can't. Never mind, I have to be raging. Boop. Okay. Oh, uh, uncanny dodge, so. Okay. Did you still fail by more than five? Who, does anybody Never mind, right you're now? right. Never mind. I am. Is it, how much damage was it, 32? You can still use uncanny dodge. It's 32. Okay. If you failed, if you got oh. 14 or lower, you're stunned until the end of your next turn. Uncanny dodge is a targeted attack. Yeah, it would be oh, evasion. Okay. It says when an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your yeah, action to have the attacks. This technically isn't attack. an attack. Fine. Because there wasn't an attack roll. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Let bro. Me use my new stuff. <laughs> this is why Get we're doing it. On road. This is why we're doing it. All yep. right. So uh, that will actually end its turn, and it's now oh, Zulkifli's turn. Actually, it's going to okay, move so if over here, oh. and then it's going to be Zulkifli's turn. Oh, you... Oh, what's it going to move over there? Okay, so Zulkifli's going to move about 80 feet this way, using his flying speed. His mount's flying speed of 80 feet. Boom. Um, he's just going to just knuckle up and die towards this thing. And um, he's going to... Ho just holding the holding his mount firmly between his thighs, he's going to reach back for his longbow, draw it. It's going to just be a lick of flame, because he's prepared it earlier today. He's gonna fight. Uh, he's gonna use his bonus action as well to use Blood Curse of the Marked on this thing. He's gonna focus and uh, uh, yeah, he's gonna fire with advantage because he's also gonna um, uh, pump this up. So as he does so, he's gonna take one d eight points of damage. Here it comes. Nice. Nice, so he takes seven points of damage, boom. But now, these attacks now fire with advantage. Here they come. Wait, Longbow attack. Are first. these range attacks? Sure. Are these range attacks? They are. So, with advantage, due to the wind and the storms raging around this creature, range attacks have disadvantage, so these would actually just be straight rolls. Okay, straight roll is a 24 to hit. Does 24 hit? 24 does hit. Wonderful. So here comes the damage. 1d8. Thanks for the heads up. So 7 plus... 7 points of magical piercing damage plus an additional 11 points fire damage. Okay, that's so that's 18 total. 18 total for that first attack. Thank you so much. Uh, cool. The next attack, uh, straight roll coming up, is a... Oh, thank goodness. 27 to hit. 27 will hit. Okay, let's fly the, the other arrow. Flaming arrow streaks out. That's another uh, 11 points magical piercing. Rolling for the fire. 14! Nice! So, a total of 25 points of damage for the second attack. Alright. Bam, boom. Okay, and that's the turn. Alright, it is now uh, at the end of your turn. Mm-hmm. Um... I need 
everybody except for Kydro and Zulkifli to make another dexterity saving throw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Um, I believe everyone's within the wow. circle now. So everyone add plus three. 25. 19. 27. Yikes, I rolled a 14. So anybody yes. who got a 20 or higher will take half as much as 20 is the DC for this creature saves. Mm. Uh, let Damn. me... I gotta, I gotta find my dice. Give me a second here. Oh, need one more? No way. Okay. <laughs> 17 more points of lightning damage. Does that have? Uh, and there'll be half as much if you succeeded. So that will be eight if you succeeded. And now it is going to be Dion's turn as it just took a legendary action. And... I don't get to use my turn because I was stunned, oh, okay. so my stun ends, and that's all I can do. Alright. Uh, it is now Cormac's turn. Harley's on deck. I am also stunned. I can do nothing. It is now Harley's turn. <laughs> I am not stunned, so I can make my turn. Wow, he's rubbing so... in all of your guys' faces. <laughs> First, I'm going to use my bonus action to roll on my Tales from Beyond table. I believe that uses my Bardic Inspiration die. Yeah. So... Ten, which means I get, I think, the best one I have. Oh, no, that's nine. All right, so I have Tale of the Dragon. So once I give this to somebody, the target spews fire from the mouth in a 30-foot cone. Each creature in that area must make a dexterity saving throw, taking fire damage equal to four rolls of your Bardic Inspiration diet on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one, so I can give that to somebody and make it do uh, them do that on my bonus action. But no one's close enough, so... <laughs> For now, I will use my action to cast Conjure Animals. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too useful in this scenario. You better hope they're flying animals. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like eight wolves drop out of the sky. <laughs> I'm, I'm just Cornelius is Elder like out guarding him. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> should Summon sharks. She's throwing animals now. <laughs> I could summon uh, two CR ones, and I'll summon a giant eagle. And no, I'll just do two giant eagles. A giant eagle. <laughs> two giant eagles. Two giant eagles. We're not sponsored. Oh, in case people don't know, that's a grocery store here. Oh. Uh, uh. I didn't even know that. Alright, so... There it is. And I will give that. And they take, their, they take their turn right after you. Yeah. yeah. This, this is big so, frog yeah, eagles. Two giant eagles. Nice. I may have said vulture, but I meant giant eagles. So... 
All right, now I can move. Uh, what's my movement speed? 25 feet. Uh, it's going to be confusing in this. Uh, I think it's 80 right now because we're on the Griffin technically. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay, so I get to move there. It's like... I think I think you did make them huge. Yeah. <laughs> I have no problem with this. <laughs> and their movement speed is also eighty, which is nice. Hell yeah! And now so many multiple animal abilities. Ugh, slow down <laughs> combat so much. I'll, I'll, I'll familiar. be quick with it. I'll be quick with it. I, this is why I always wanted to just only do two, but. None of the twos can fly, so. So these will move 80. If you were to get multiple shots of Grey Goose, would you say, I want four shots of Grey Geese? <laughs> or no. can I get no. a flock Goose of Vaca? Just... <laughs> All right, can they do anything else? Uh, I think that's it. Dakota's on deck. Yeah. That's yeah, they true. don't have any ranged attacks or anything, so that's that's the end of my turn. Dakota, right. I don't think you can see what's going on. Can I hear it? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear... <laughs> yeah, just wind noises and thunder. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, interesting. Um, <laughs> and you've been shocked twice. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, so I'm going to reach out to Kazmir, um, and I'm going to cast Protection from Energy on Kazmir, uh, and Kazmir, you now have resistance to lightning damage. Resistance to lightning damage, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny, because he's currently, like, coursing with, like, electricity on his body. Um, and then bonus action, I'm just gonna activate my, activate my sword, just crimson. Uh, light that shit up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I, I, so Harley was in my line of sight, or like in my sight bubble, before he started flying. I'm just gonna follow Harley. Okay. <laughs> so, this is the direction that Harley went. Yeah, I was, boom. And that's it. <laughs> that's all my turn. Fair. All right, next up is Astra. Yeah, and I have a quick question. I'm shocked. Is my griffin shocked? Stunned? Is that what you mean? Yeah, that one. So in order for your griffin to fly, you would technically have to be able to give it commands. Um, so I would say if you can't speak or take action or bonus actions, then you wouldn't be, then your griffin wouldn't be able to move without cool. you being able to direct it. I think I'm that's how mounted, mounted combat works. That makes sense. Uh, we don't we do not do this often. Normally you guys forget that you have mounts, so. I'm sitting there. We just leave them there for like six months. I mean, when you're stunned, you can speak like barely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can I say that? Can I tell go? Fly. Go, Web, go. Fly, you fool. Right. <laughs> I'd like the Griffin to go fast. I mean, it's not a living animal. It doesn't have its own innate sense of fear, so it's not going to run on its own. 
If you want to move with your mount, I'll let you. Okay. That's stellar. Um, and that's all I'm going to do. But, yeah. And this dumb little animal that I adore and love so <laughs> much is going to fly straight towards the danger. Like there. Okay. That's it. Thank you. All right. It is now Kaidra's turn. <clears throat> Tasmir's on deck. Hello? <laughs> Hello. The Griffin's speed. Um, is it just our speed? No, you're, 80 you're, you're, it's your Griffin speed and it's 80 feet. Okay. And does it... Like that's all. Right, yeah. Does it use our movement? Yeah, your movement is the is whatever movement. speed is because it's your okay. mount. I'm just not very familiar with mounted combat. Yeah. Um, so if Kaiser took the dash action, it would affect. It would be a Griffin taking the dash action. Yeah. Yeah. So then Kaiser's gonna make his Griffin dash to travel 160 feet right next to him. Bro got zigzaggy with it. <laughs> Carter's like, yeah, giant, giant monster, and he's gonna do a backflip, and he's gonna start punching it. All right, so let's start rolling some punches, guys, because this is gonna be a flurry of blows. Just punching a giant cloud snake. Absolutely. Kydra doesn't know what to expect. Uh, that was a 26, 25, 16, and 16. Uh, the 26 and 25 are all that hits. Okay. So he's going to try lightning and then fire. Okay. Any notable weaknesses or resistances? Lightning it is completely immune to. It literally is like a lightning creature. I could have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's trying to fight fire with fire. Uh -huh. So the lightning, it, lightning. it would take. Yeah. There you go, Joy. So the fireworks, fine. Yep. All right. Then it takes eleven fire damage, and I'll add some stuff onto that. Let's do a good old favorite foe okay. at a one d four of damage. Exciting. Four extra fire damage. Four extra total fire of fifteen. Damage. Okay. And then um, let's go ahead and add a stunning strike on that fire hit. Actually, see how far we can get with that. So I'm gonna need a con save. It is immune to being stunned. <laughs> Shit. Okay. It is a gargantuan creature. <laughs> I, it's oh. probably not gonna be able to stun. It's bigger than Gargantuan, actually. It's it's humongous. Humongous. Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> I want to emphasize among us. Among us. Anyway, anything else for your turn? No. Casimir, it's your that turn. All right, all right. Cool, 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 cool. This is great. Everything is great. How are you? We'll find out. Okay. So far, 
Okay, so Casimir is going to move uh, on his Griffon uh, between the giant eagles near Astra. Uh, he's going to dig into his component pouch, looking at this giant creature going, oh, this isn't going to work, but oh well, let's try it. And he pulls out a caterpillar cocoon and looks at it going, yeah, oh well, and casts polymorph on the creature. Wisdom save. What's the save? Uh, wisdom 16. It'll probably pass, but... <laughs> it does pass with a 22. Yeah. There's a moment there where it feels like it wants to be a goldfish. <laughs> um, uh, there's a little, like, thought in its head, like, you're a goldfish, be a goldfish, be a goldfish. Well, and if you turn it into a goldfish, it would just plummet to the ground, die, and come back. <laughs> yeah, it would buy you some time, though. Yeah. Also, also, goldfish only has, like, one hit point, so all the damage from all that falling would have bled over. Oh, yeah. True. Uh, yeah, so he's, uh, done that, he's gonna go, damn it, uh, and he's gonna pull out his now thinner, uh, obsidian sword and ring it, and there's a, a clarion call as his blade song activates for the first time in actual combat, and there's even more elvish runes than Infernal than the last time, um, and it just seems to be more powerful. Like every time you've seen him as he's grown stronger, it's becoming more and more defined. Uh, yeah, so it's action, bonus action movement. And uh, he's kind of holding the sword uh, to, this, to the side, basically a little bit in front of Astra's uh, there as if he's a lightning rod. All right, so at the end of your turn, it'll use its last legendary action for this round and move right there. <laughs> and then with its reach of 20 feet, it's going to smack Zulkifli. Ooh, all right. Let's go. Smack. Smackety smack. Oh, that's cocked. Let me get my dice tree on a level. Surface. Oh, my bad. All right. So, Zulkifli, that is going to be a 30 to hit. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Zulkifli, your first fight back. Fine. Immediately hit out of the sky. Uh, do I have Boom. to say it, Michael? Do I have to say it? No, you don't have to say it. You know what I'm doing. 28 you know to me. hit. 28. Yeah, well, 30 hits and a 28 hits. Yeah. Okay, has advantage. All right. So as it oh. like swings one of its multiple wings through the air, this blast of thunderous energy hits you like a sonic wave. Uh, you're going to take... 16 points of thunder damage. Ouch. Oh, sorry. Plus nine. 25 points of thunder damage. Ouch. And then it's going to flap its other wing, and the thunderous energy is going to go towards uh, Hydro. Okay. No! Hydro does a 24 hit. Is it hit with disadvantage? Oh, it's with disadvantage, doesn't it? That's higher. So 24. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that is gonna be same thing. Twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five. What kind of damage? Thunder damage. Thunder. As it has a reach of twenty feet. 
Uh, and I get to roll for its lightning storm ability again. Yeah, I'm going to drop absorb elements on it. Okay, bolts of electrical energy start to rise up in its mouth and its eyes begin to glow with more furious light. And that will be the end of its turn. Zulkifli with advantage this turn. Sweet. And you watch. Uh, so Zulkifli is already kind of bruised, charred, all, all scarred up in that last attack. And some of those wounds start to heal. Start to seal over. And he gains three hit points from Viking regeneration. Um, uh, okay. So here's how we do. Uh, before he, uh, before he knocks another arrow in, he's gonna just take his headgear off, tie it around his arm, and bonus action, shift, and, uh, uh, oh, Quasar is within 10 feet, so Quasar, you perceive this human that you've just met to suddenly grow a whole mass of orange and black fur, and sprout a tail, and, uh, in his place there is a were-tiger now riding this griffin. Oh, uh, interesting. Long claws and stuff. And he's, uh, and whereas, um, whereas before you may have had a very much a, 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 beast, a bestial aspect that others may have seen, uh, he is still very much in there. Um, uh, so as he, he flanks around this thing, he's not going to leave its range, flanking around and he's going to fire off two more attacks at this thing. The first one with advantage. Here we go. But it's a straight roll. So give me a sec. But it's a net one, so it's a 13 to hit. So never mind. Not hit. And natural one okay. on the counter. Me, 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 natural one me. on the counter. Okay. <laughs> Alright, cool. Sad. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so uh, thanks, Casmir. Yeah, it's uh, the okay. silver just gets to him. Silver gets me. Uh another attack. This time it's gonna be much better. Twenty to hit. Twenty will hit. 10 magical piercing and 7 fire for a total of 17 points of damage to the same. 17 points of damage. Alright, and that's the turn. Alright, at the end of your turn, you watch as this blue crackly energy builds up in its mouth, and this howl and this scream shoots out from the line goes for a mile, reaching the ground oh. below, causing <clears throat> a trench to open up. But everybody. Everybody now, um, now except for Zokifli and Kaidro, need to make another dexterity saving throw, please. Mm -hmm. As this wind and thunder shoots out like a beam from its mouth and devastates the ground below. Hopefully, there you were said, any villages um, down there. Everybody except for Zokifli and Kaidro make a dexterity saving throw. I'm not, I'm not asking about who's rolling. I'm asking. You said it was at the end of our, at the end of our turn, we lose the stun condition, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. So I should be good then. Uh, do we get the plus three? Um, I think only Harley does. Oh, She's yeah, like only, barely. Only Harley does. Nice. All right, twenty-three. Yeah, yeah. I'm... I got a. Ah, I should have used my inspiration. I got a twelve. Oh, yeah. I guess the DC I... on this is twenty-one. Everybody. Yeah, I got an eleven. I should have declared my inspiration, but I didn't. Yeah. Inspiration. All right, so um, I'm going to say your name. You tell me if you 
passed or failed but however if you failed uh got 20 or below for your dexterity saving throw that's 7 16 22 points of thunder damage <laughs> that did cost three of its three legendary actions for this turn um all right so and if you succeeded you take zero damage oh so there's that okay casimir mm-hmm. pass or fail uh very much fail all right casimir you are thrown away you and your griffins uh 60 feet straight away right let me let me make sure you can see it you're flown that way right there if you can move your token for me uh, yeah, let me, I'm just a little zoomed in, so give me one second. Voila. Oh, I need deck saves for your giant eagles too, please. Harley. Oh, right, sorry. Astra, pass or fail? I hate to do this, but it's a Did you say 11? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, well, I'm confused on what number I should be looking at, 20 or 11, because I heard an 11 somewhere. I got a 14. Oh, I think I said 11 points if, if you succeeded, but it's actually zero, but you failed anyway. So that's 22 points of thunder damage okay. and you're thrown here. Oh, okay. Here? Where the arrow is pointing. Oh, that makes sense. And then my go. eagles, one got a 10, one got a 23. So it's... one passed. Oh, actually, it's a nat 20. <laughs> yeah, so the the eagle, one of your eagles passed. It's going to take zero points of damage. It's not going to be thrown anywhere. The other one's going to take 22 points of, of thunder damage. And you need to make a concentration check for your spell if you failed your deck save. I also need to do not. that. So uh, I'm gonna Quasar, do that for... If you fail, that's I... where you'd be placed. Uh, there. All right. Um, Harley, did you pass or fail? I passed. You passed, so you don't have to make a con save because you didn't take any damage. Um, I just barely passed the concentration check. <laughs> Cormac, also, I don't or think conjure animals. Fail. Amazing. All right, up there. I know it is. Two. Okay. And then Dion, pass or fail? Fail. Right there, please. Right here? Yep. Cool. We get All forgetting right. to move the lever spat. <laughs> and uh, Dion, it is now your turn. Okay. So after this uh, just extremely fast sequence of being stunned and thrown about, uh, Dan focus uh, channels and he flies into a rage which allows him to use instinctive pounce which he gets to use half of his movement as he rages which would be the griffin's movement no so Mm -hmm. that would be 40 feet forward and then using the rest of his movement he can get right here (laughs) right in front of it okay and he's going to completely charge at this thing and in a 
reckless rage, he's going to attack this thing with the Cloud Cleaver. Okay. Perfect name for this. Yep. And just to test it out, he's going to use a charge. Okay. Um, okay, so... That is a natural 20 to hit. Yeah, we'll hit. <laughs> yeah um... We're still oh doing boy. it the old way, by the way. Still doing it the old way. I cool. Have, I had uh, a decision on that discussion earlier. So I get that extra damage die regardless, because it's because of my brutal critical. Ooh. So that's a uh, what? Um, doing this math really quick. Uh, before I have to calculate, it, does it take the thunder damage at all? It does not take the thunder damage. Okay. Um. Uh, that's 34 or 38 I'm sorry uh forty one forty one points of magical slashing damage all right plus an additional wow. um what what is this uh 10 radiant damage okay so total 51 points of damage in wow. that slash Yeesh. and uh he brings his axe back and attacks once more for a 17 to hit? 17 will miss. Okay. Nice, right. nice. So this entire form of this creature is kind of like coiling in and around itself. It's it's head becoming appearing, uh, appearing and disappearing with an as it's trying to make an attack. And as uh, Dion comes and slashes it, he finds a critical point where it's like held some of its essence, its energy for just a moment. And then he swings again and just whiffs through this clouds. You are being pelted with rain. Thunder and lightning is flashing and roaring around you. You feel like you're being chilled to the bone. And we'll learn more after we come back from our break. Oh, oh boy. Oh, my. Oh, my. So, everybody, we will be back oh here momentarily. Uh, we're going to take a short break to rejuvenate yourselves. You know, we'll get a little but bit feel of a free catch up on the adventure so far on YouTube and Spotify or any of the uh, other places where you catch your podcast. Yes, I'm doing it now. I haven't done this in a while, but I'm doing it now. Uh, we keep all our stuff archived. Uh, campaign 1, and this is Campaign 2. What session is this? I actually lost count because I wasn't here for last year. So, 47. But, uh, 47. 47. 47. Uh, we, we hope you're enjoying yourselves, and if you're watching us in any of our recorded mediums, feel free to come check us out live. Prestige Encounters on Twitch every Wednesday night. Absolutely. So, everybody, Absolutely. we'll be back here momentarily. It'll give us about 15, 20 minutes. Until then... BRB, enjoy these short videos. Hi, this is Quentin, and I play Cormac McGuire in Campaign 2 Prestige Encounters. Hey, tabletop nerds, are you looking for a way to spice up your adventure and add a new level of immersion? Well, have I got the app for you Arkenforge! Arkenforge Tabletop is the software you need to bring your game to the next level. 
Their Master's Toolkit software is your one-stop shop for all your TTRPG needs. Its features include the Map Builder, with a full lighting engine and full support for video maps. Immersive audio to bring an extra level of immersion to your game through music, ambient sounds, and sound effects. As well as campaign management and touchscreen table support. And the best part about it is, you get the Master's Toolkit plus an essentials bundle of your choosing for just a one-time payment. None of those pesky subscription fees. And if you use our special code PRESTIGE at checkout, you get an extra $5 off. So head on over to ArkinForge.com to level up your tabletop games today. And again, don't forget to use our special code PRESTIGE at checkout. ARKINFORGE! Craft your own world! Hey, I'm Noah. This has been Prestige Encounters, the actual play Dungeons & Dragons game brought to you by Prestige Gaming Community. I hope you're having fun, because we certainly are. If you'd like to catch up on our adventures, you can check us out on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for Prestige Encounters. That's P-R-E-S-T-I-G-E. And if you ever want to come play with us, just come look for Prestige Encounters on Discord. Look for pgc.gg slash Discord. And now... Back to the show. Hello, this is Quentin, and I play Cormac McDwyer in Campaign 2 of Prestige Encounters. Have you ever wanted to go more in-depth with one of your favorite characters from Prestige Encounters? Maybe you're just trying to find a new gaming buddy or a cool place to hang out with other nerds. Well, you can do so over at the Prestige Gaming Community Discord server. To join the community, just head over to pgc.gg discord. There, you can come hang out and play a variety of games with us, or join in on one of the many conversations on what makes you nerdy. Once again, that is pgc.gg discord. And now, let's get back to the show. Hi, this is Nate, and I play Nazmir Kortzai in the Prestige Encounters D&D 5th Edition campaign. We're growing an online community where people can hang and nerd out about all kinds of things. One example is our Minecraft server. We've got a Java server set up with a few fun add-ons, such as MMO skill leveling and customized bosses. Come check out our server at mc.pgc.gg. Again, that's mc.pgc.gg. Hope to see you there. Welcome back, everybody. So, where we last left off, it is now Cormac's turn. Good old Cormac. That, that's me. It's my turn. It's I am, I am the haver of turns now. Okay. Um, well, now that I can actually move again, which, never mind. A reminder, uh, yeah, let's go. due to the nature of the storm around this creature, any ranged attacks are with disadvantage. Is that ranged which missile attacks? Which is just straight roll or ranged? Range. Just straight up. Anyway, range it spells. Range, range, so it says, hold on. On ranged attack rolls. Okay. Wow. Got it. Right. Um, if you don't move, mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get a little closer to this thing. Let's see how far can we get here. We can get, we can get to here if my thing will want to do the thing. Yeah, we can get right about there. So I'm gonna move up 80 feet. Uh, we'll bonus action dash get a little bit closer to it. Wow, get like right up next to it. So it's just straight up all ranged attacks, like doesn't matter how close you are. I mean, ranged attacks at point blank range are going to be with disadvantage anyway. Not for me, though. Well, it just says any ranged attacks made against it are. Yeah, OK, that's fine. Uh, 
You know what? Screw it. We're gonna try it anyway. Get a pistol with him. Yeah, I mean, uh, it works yeah. the way it does in movies. It's an instant knockout. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to shoot at it point blank. Ah, it's sixteen. Sixteen will miss. Okay. Um. Well, it just goes. There's a mini game in Wind Waker where they're like, it's like Battleship, but with squids. Mm-hmm. And every time you miss, you go, splish, oh, yeah. splish. And I want to say that every single time you miss. I'm going to extra attack and take another shot at it. Okay. Something to note from that crit, it is, uh, it is grievously wounded and has disadvantage on attack rolls until the start of my next turn. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it does. I never knew clouds could bleed. Yeah. Oh, they, they can came bleed. from the cloud cle- cloud cleaver, you know. <laughs> it's the it's a cloud it's cleaver for a reason. But they told us to trust the cloud. <laughs> Quentin nineteen does hit. It just hits. Hey, that'll work. It just hits. Nine. Uh oh, cool. Dayon is within five feet. Okay. Uh, Back so that's play. gonna be nine. If it's a disadvantage, then you don't get sneak attack. I'm afraid. Oh, fine. Uh, well, it was points. neutral, wasn't it? No, no, it's just there's there's nothing that can counteract that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Disadvantage sucks. Mm. It's fine. So nine points of piercing damage. Well, not magical, right? Yep. Not lightning. Not so lightning. four points of piercing damage. Yay! Gross. Look okay. That's Should I go? Yeah, you know what? I'll go ahead and do axe and surge. Damage is damage. Axe and surge. Yeah, axe and surge. Um, I'm also. <laughs> I'm also going to expand a grit point for mm-hmm. violent shot, and also, also new thing I just found out I can do. Hmm. I'm going. Um, eh, never mind. You know what? I'm not going to do that because my rolls have been kind of shit. So oh, I'll spoilers, wait on it, man. I didn't even say what the thing was, so it's fine. Right. Twenty. Twenty will hit. Sweet. Boom. Boom. So that's going to be nineteen. So, oh, that sneak attack would have been so good. Ah, uh, what's so. Either nine or ten points of damage total. Okay. And you know what? That'll be my turn. All right. Next up is Harley. Uh, Quasar is on deck. All right. So he's going to stand up on his bird and sort of like fake riding it like a like a surfboard and go burning in it in it and point at Quasar and give him bardic inspiration. It's a d10 now. Woo! And then he's going to turn that over to the giant cloud snake. And then just sort of untune his guitar and cast Relithim Psychic Lamps. So that's an intelligence save. An intelligence save? It is... Okay. Um, it's going to use one of its legendary resistance to uh, <laughs> succeed. 
That's fair. <laughs> That's entirely right. fair. Well, it takes 11 damage, Psychic. Yeah, and, I, and I, then, I know that spell. <laughs> yep. And then he's just gonna cross his legs and sit back down on the... Uh, and now his eagles will attack. The eagles are coming. I don't even know about their personal life key. Thank you. <laughs> the eagles are on top of each other. Oh no. <laughs> All right. So that's four attacks because it is multi attack. So one beak, two beak. So first one's a 22, second one's an 18. <laughs> So I'm get uh so it's 19. So the second one misses, but the first one does eight piercing. Eight points of piercing damage on the farm. <laughs> and then each of their talons go. That roll twice. Yeah. All right. And then uh this, so the same one uh hits with 23 on the slashing, and then the other one misses. So this one with four health is doing poorly. It yeah. keeps missing and almost makes dying. sense. Yeah, so Harley uh, inspires Quasar with some of his music and then tries to launch a psychic uh, bolt of energy at this creature, but manages to resist them due to its pure ancient nature. At this point, Harley instructs the eagles to attack. The one that's injured is having a little bit of trouble in battle as it's missing its attacks, but the other one is managing to do the best it can. Granted, it's not magical talents or beak, but it still does damage nonetheless. Um, now we have Quasar with Astra on deck. Hydro in the hole. All right, bonus action. Uh, unfortunately, Casimir, I'm sorry, I have to drop concentration on protection from energy uh, now that I'm close to it. Uh, because now, bonus action, I'm casting Blinding Smite. Um, mm. Don't worry about that damage right now. That'll be That's important a later. That's <laughs> <laughs> secret mouse control to help us later. <laughs> that, that'll be important later, don't <laughs> worry. But, uh, and then I'm... Did I hear the gunshots from Cormac? Um, make a perception check. Okay. <laughs> With um, disadvantage because of the storm. Real. All right. I feel like that's fair. Okay. Um, damn. <laughs> Wasting that 20, but still a uh, dirty 20. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, I'm flying just straight towards where I heard them. Uh, I know I have enough move movement. I measured it out already. Yeah. Boom. Oh, I found the guy. <laughs> uh, all right. Something silly will occur now, guys. Uh, I'm going to swing once for a 15. Does not hit. <laughs> 15 will not hit. Don't forget about your D10. I might add a D10 to that bad bitch. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh. a 25 to hit. hit. <laughs> Alright, um, yeah. so... Beautiful. Uh, oh, that's, that's hot. <laughs> that's hot. <laughs> uh, so just for my weapon, that is 17 points of mixed magical slashing fire and radiant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, from... Blinding smite because I hit it's another nine radiant damage and I need a con save Twenty twenty okay it succeeds damn uh, cool uh, and then 
I'm gonna slap a third level Divine Smite on that for an extra 4d8. Uh, so 16, so let's see, that is a total from that attack. <laughs> That's... Uh, 42 points of damage. Um, and then I'm going to attack again. Okay. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Yay! Uh, and that is... Alright. Uh, that misses. Damn. <laughs> damn, damn. That misses? Okay. Yeah. Alright. And it's Astra's turn. There is, ain't it? Okay, let me see here. We're gonna skiddly bop boop to this square. Oh, I lost it. Oh no. I'm just gonna guess. I assume it was like right there. Um, perfect. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, and then I'm gonna do bonus action chalice form. Let me go ahead and see here. We're gonna hit Dayon with with a fourth level healing word. Um, that's thirteen healing. We're gonna use the necklace as well. This is gonna be fun. Give me a moment. Uh huh. Uh huh. So that's actually gonna be nineteen points of healing for day on and then on top of that we're gonna go ahead and come down here we're gonna figure this out i'm gonna put the chalice healing on myself okay oh boy and that's gonna take a second to roll so that's the chalice of hearing of healing music Dramatic tension. <laughs> yeah. Just. Um, I believe that's uh my turn though. So, y'all are good to go. All right, it is now Kydra's turn. Kazmir. Kydra. All right, it's gonna it's gonna inch on over. We're just gonna go. Oh, uh, times. Basically. Okay. So that's 11, 26, 11, and 16. I'm assuming all in the 26. Uh, 26 hits. hits. Cold damage. Okay. That's. Uh, it does full cool. nine points of damage. Excellent. And extra one. So that would be a total of 10 cold damage. It's at this point, um, this creature has been damaged quite a bit, and it is, it is hurting. Excellent. It's going to turn. Alright, Kazmir, it is your turn. Yeah, Kazmir's kind of looking at this. This thing's pretty big, right? Oh, it's huge. Its head okay. is larger than your keep. Okay, so what's supposed to happen? Uh, Kazmir pulls out his little wand that was gifted to him. And he's going to, I'm pre-calling that I'm using Action Surge, 
and it's going to make two dexterity saving throws because I'm going to hit it with two fifth level fireballs. Oh. All right, so the first deck save is going to be a 27, and the other one's a natural 20 for 28. Yeah, so it'll take half of these. Uh, so it's going to take half oh, of God. 42 and half of 47. Oh. Whoa. Uh, and so this is like one's going on top, so it's above you guys, and one's below. And this is not fun because there's just oppressive heat, like, blasting down onto it, not hitting any of you, and from below. So it's just 89 points total. Casimir with the water dripping down his face in the storm, lights flashing, illuminating his face occasionally, <laughs> flicks his wand once, twice, as these two blasts of fire illuminates the area and hits this creature, still does quite a bit of damage. Um as Casimir just glares at it at looking down upon it as these uh, flashes of fire fl- appear <clears throat> the water evaporates from around it and then quickly reforms as the storm continues to rage it's at this point the winds will double in their speed and the entire area becomes difficult terrain uh, as it is doing fair. everything it's, it can to stay alive okay fair uh, and as a bonus action, he will look spiteful. Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. At the start of its turn, I need everybody to make another duck save. Right. Everybody? Everybody. 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 Duck save now. That is a 14. 27. 17. Oh, no. 21. <laughs> DC, I, I, DC is a 20. So, same thing as the very first attack it did. If you got um, a 20 or higher, you take half damage. If you that. got a 15 to 19, you take full damage. If you got 14 or below, you take full damage plus you're stunned until the end of your next turn. I get to use my feature that lets me reroll this. Hold on. You also Ooh. have DM inspiration if you so choose to use it. That's an 18 Wonderful. because I have advantage DM. on deck saves. I'm going to DM I'm real gonna... quick. What was uh, the uh, what was the reduced damage uh, from 20 or higher? Yeah, it's uh, I haven't I haven't said it because I was about to roll uh, D10s and they actually oh, should be D8s for this. So I'm sorry. Give me one He's just yeah. so excited from being back. Yeah, I I'm have using, a query. I'm using my inspiration, so I got a 23. Me too. I got a 15, but I don't want to use my inspiration. That is 26 points of lightning damage on a failed uh, save. So 13 if it is if you succeeded on that. Ooh, my eagles that. are dead. Now, okay. what, oh, no. if, right, what if a that. person has um, only like gone under 15, but also has evasion? You would take wait. You got under fifteen. But you you would take half of the damage, but you're still stunned. Got it. Yeah, Kazmir's going to use just as the lightning courses through his body, absorb elements again. Okay. Uh, reducing it. All right, and uh, he's going to use his full movement to get to the corner of this map, not taking any opportunity attack <laughs> uh, due to his what? ability uh, flyby. Hold on. Um, um, rude. 
the creature doesn't provoke opportunity attacks when it flies out of an enemy's reach. Yeah, yeah. And Damn. it's difficult terrain in flying at the moment, so where our speed's at 40, is that right? Yep. Oh, I can still hit that. In an RPG, this is the boss moving for its, like, final attack at the ne nearing the final what? sequence. That's Quick. crazy! Quick, somebody cast 7th Heaven! <laughs> Yeah, that show is wild, by the way. If you guys go back and watch it, oh my god. No, I was, I was referring to Final Fantasy. Anyway. Oh, no, I know, but I'm just saying that show. <laughs> oh, I've heard. Yeah. All Ooh. right, everyone. When if I do? So, Kifli, it is your turn, as it now has all three of its uh, action, legendary actions back. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, um, I believe... You, you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but I believe under mounted combat rules, I can urge my mount with requiring no action, but I'm going to urge it to dash, giving it 80 feet of movement. Um, puts me about there. Boom. Urging it onwards. Go, go, go. And then, it's moved about as far as it can go. Zulkifli is going to leap off this mount. Leap off, leap off the griffin through the air, and he's going to use a bonus action to use his crimson right. And the thing is, Zulkifli has... Zulkifli, at this point uh, in his career, his extremely far uh, uh, long jump distance. It's about... Uh, oh, about 55 feet. So so he's going to just straight up pounce on this thing and try to catch onto it and sink his claws into it. Okay. And slash it. May I do so? If you could reach it, yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, well, to attack, it'll be... We're going to start with a 14 to hit, which I don't believe will hit. And we'll miss. Okay. I'm going to put a little Zulkifli size thing there. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next one. 26 to hit. 26 so the first attack just about just barely hits it for the next the follow-up swipe. Sinks the claws, I'm hoping, into its hide. Uh, dealing... 14 points magical slashing and an additional three points fire. So 17 points total. Okay. 17 points of damage total. Yeah, that's the turn. And I'm going to grip onto this thing. Also, I'm going to apply a brand of castigation. Okay. Its movement speed is furthermore reduced by 10 feet for oh. what it's worth. Yeah. So at the end of your turn. Yep. I need. Oh, sorry. I also gain heal. Three points. Good. Sorry. Anyway. I need everybody except for Quasar. Shit. Yeah, just except for Quasar to make another deck save. Is that me included? Uh, Ooh, 21. You are included in that. Oh, I almost failed. <laughs> it was on four for like a bit and then it went to 14. Okay. So that's 22. As it, you, it will once again use its Screaming Gale ability. 28. I got a four. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that the one that does zero damage when you pass? Uh, if you pass, yeah. Uh, DC 21. You do not take any damage if you pass. Let me just roll this real fast. Uh, 20 points of thunder damage if you failed. Yeah. And then, 
Uh, so we'll, we'll figure out. Is it okay if we pass or fail? Oh, oh pass. 28. Okay. Uh, Casimir, pass or fail? Very much fail. All right. I need you uh, there, please. Uh, one second. I was updating my health. As you will, yes, I will move to. Oh, there. It's where I was living before. Uh, Astra, <laughs> you said you failed as well. So there, Big please. Time. Um. Uh, okay. Let me. I see the arrow I'm supposed to be looking at. Yep. Nice. Uh, Harley, pass or fail? Uh, pass. But uh, you don't do it. Uh, Dion, pass or fail? That is a pass with a twenty-one. Cormac. Pass with a 23. Hydro. I don't even know what this point meant. What'd you get for your deck save? He didn't roll. I'm charging this one off. Hold on, watch. 13. 13. Uh, you take 20 points of thunder damage and you're pushed away there. Yeah. All right. Uh, double it and give it to the next person. <laughs> Wait, you said 30? 20. 20. 20. 22 almost, uh, 10 if you've paused, right? Zero if you passed. So with the mage, I take 10. All right. So with that, uh, Dayon, it is now your turn. One, just a quick point. It takes... The creature has taken three points psychic damage from the brand of castigation. Okay. Okay, so everybody's been relocated. Dan unmoved by this uh by this gale. And um for a moment you see uh you see Dan takes a deep breath and with a thunderous shout he um he yells, Let us revel in this serpent's death and everybody within sixty feet of him. Uh, oh. has yeah. Unfortunately, Nanzo Kifli is really far away. Okay. Um, everybody within sixty feet of him now has advantage on attack rolls and saving throws until the start or end of his next turn. Let me double check. Maybe. Uh. Phew. Start of my next turn. So that would include Harley. Uh, Revelor and Quasar. That means that you get straight rolls if you are at disadvantage. Yes, that is true. And, um, he'll get about as close as he can, which he would be able to move 80 feet, no? Yep. By urging his mount. And, uh, hmm, hold on. I like this combat music. Okay, just looking at my abilities and whatnot. It's not a whole lot. He can do. So yeah, he'll just uh, end his turn about there. 
All right, so. Cormac. All right, um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. So Cormac is going to move a little bit. Fly up right about there. He's doing so, surprisingly well, seeing how this is a CR 23 creature. Shit. Okay, um, that's light number two of them at you. Because Kaiju Jayden, just said why that. would you say that? Jaden, why would you fucking say that? Why? Why? What's wrong with you? You know what? Don't answer that. Um, yeah, so we're just gonna. Let's see here. Uh, I am gonna take a shot at it. I know that much. And you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and expend a grit point for a little extra damage with violent shot. Hopefully it hits. Ooh, that's a 15. 15 will not hit. Cool. Um, I'm going to save that last one, but extra attack. Take another shot at it. Or technically, well, yeah, it's still 15. Never mind. 26. Ooh. Or 26. 29, actually. 29. 29, dude. Both hit. Ah, I should have done the thing. Both oh, would well. hit, technically. Okay, so that's going to be... 12 have so six six piercing right. do you get sneak attack because you Kefli's in melee combat with it I, if it's if it's a straight roll then yeah okay never mind uh so 19 so that's gonna be is it nine or would it be nine or ten around if halved it would be um it's 19 so that would be nine okay so nine points of piercing damage okay and that'll be my turn Arlie, it's your turn. Dakota All is right. on deck. So, first a simple 40 feet forward. I expect nothing less. And let me make sure I'm not messing the range on this thing. Because it seems to not have one. Oh, no, never mind, it does. And I'm not close enough for that, so never mind. So instead, just I will use my last Bardic Inspiration die. Which is 60 feet. No. But yes, I will give to Revelor. And I will repeat the same move as I once again shoot that giant psychic laser out of the tip of my uh, pitchfork. Uh, pause, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized that. I was like, shit, 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 shit. Stay faster. I'll use its legendary resistance. It's not very intelligent. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I gotta burn through its legendary resistances. All right, so that's twenty-one halves, so ten. Harley. Oh no, sorry, twenty-six because it has the spiritual Even with focus, it being so halved, it only had twelve HP left. Woo! Yes. Oh. How do you want to do this? All right. How do you want to do this? Uh, you know, just want to explode its brain from the inside as the sound reverberates through its skull. Just, you know, just this, this like 
sound laser just it goes pierces right through its skull it just bounces hit the brain bounces hits the brain bounces hit the brain bounces hit the brain yeah so as the psychic energy enters into the mind of this creature and starts to wreak havoc um ricocheting off of its it, the internal thinking uh area wherever it may be as this is a creature primarily made of clouds right yeah um you watch like as this, that... this faint blue glow starts to build up beneath the, the cloudy form of this creature and it comes continues to build and build and build until finally at some point the clouds burst out with a sound of thunder and the creature dissipates along with the storm surrounding it. Okay. Zul is foiling, hopefully kicking off against it just as it disappears. And like, he's got a just enough jump range. It, I calculated it's 25 feet to get to his griffin if he can. Um, make a dexterity saving throw. I know there's been a lot Dex of those save. today. Sure. 20. 26. 26, you're, you're able to do that. Nice. Hell yeah. Super cool doing it. We didn't need Zo Kipley to die again. <laughs> There's like a twist midair, right? Yeah. It's at this point, there is, you guys all notice that there is a, a blue glimmer, a slight blue glimmer, followed by some like energy sparks flying off of it, where a gemstone starts to fall towards the ground. Can I dive um, bomb now? You can dive bomb. Can I dive sure. bomb to this crystal? Yeah. I, yoink! I want to try to grab that out of the sky. Make a slide of hand check. Okay. Um, bada bing. B Six. Six. You try to dive bomb for it, but it's going too fast. As you try to grab it, you misjudge the distance, and it continues to plummet. I will. I'm just going right after. Uh, <laughs> Kydro, I need we to both jump at the same time. Uh, you about to say it at the same time. Both you and Cormac try to go for it. They're kissing midair. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, so my... It gives them inspiration. I will add guidance. Quasar has me a check. <laughs> I can't or see it though. Can 14 is high enough. Um, so the, the gemstone is about the size of your hand and is in the shape of a teardrop. It glimmers with this brilliant cerulean uh, sheen to it. It's multifaceted. Uh, it, and as you like peer closer into it, there's a small swirling storm cloud within. And then you guys get to look at the landscape below. There's two uh, screaming gales where those landed. There is a massive trench, two of them cutting through the forest and into the landscape for a mile's distance. It's a good thing we killed it. Yeah. Mm. So, Zul's in uh, rough shape. Zul in rough shape. He's all bruised up, kind of sins. His fur is just kind of like smoking behind him. Um, uh, but uh, whereas you might at some point have been concerned if he gets to this state, uh, you'd expect to see a kind of a bestial aspect to his eyes, 
uh, rage taking over. Instead, you see a calm as the wounds start to kind of seal over, start to close. So, um, the sky is clear now, right? The sky is clear. There is no storm above Cornelius's house. Oh, so do I see the house? Yes, it's a small little okay. cottage with a number of lightning rods surrounding it. A little bit of smoke comes out of the chimney. Mm -hmm. Me and Astro just falling right now. Oh yeah, just I'm still dive. I never stopped dive bombing. <laughs> that that was the land. So um, <laughs> Dayon is just gonna look around uh, to the people that were there when he first met them. He's like, you know how I first met you all. <laughs> Oh, please don't do it again. <laughs> and then he's, you're going to see his griffin under him. He's going to be grabbing, like, the reins, and it's going to turn into a figurine in his hands. And he's just going to, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, fall. <laughs> just oh, plummet. Sorry. Oh, fuck. Dayon dies spend, immediately. Dayon, right before he is going to crash, opens his wings and lands in a superhero pose into the earth. Astra lands as well. Do the rest of you go ahead and land? Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but right. normally, yeah. I fly down normally in the land. As we're flying down, I'll just sort of lean over to cut. What was this the snake thing? Have you seen this before? Uh, I'm assuming that's the entity that he that was angry at him. Entity. Uh, I know the, the lady in the clouds. Sorry, I'm having trouble breathing. My ribs are pretty bad at... <clears throat> Some kind of titan. Yeah, god adjacent. Yeah. Damn. Okay. As you land, a firebolt lands right between your toes, and you hear, Get out! Trespassers <laughs> will be shot! Survivors will be shot again! Is yes. this your friend? Uh, yes. Cornelius. You just see a small Cornelius. crack in one of the windows of this log cabin. Hi. Well, shoot, is it is my favorite girl out, so get on in here. <laughs> yes, I've brought friends. A couple new faces. Well, why didn't you say so? I see the storm's gone. What did y'all do? We, we um, may have killed it. We killed the storm. Good. A good attack on the titan. We blew up its head. He's gonna mm. open the door and just like scram around like you know his little lanky body. Y'all killed that thing? Yeah. You're He's not mad, up. are you? He's gonna look... I was never able to get a vantage point to attack it, but y'all killed man, you've all approved since the last saw ya. It means I'm free. I can finally go out and explore the world. Oh, this is wonderful. Anyway, come in. I got I got some some cornbread being baked and um some beans as well. So you know, mm. come on in and have a little sit on my table. Yeah, how's that friend that we left? Oh, Thanks. he's good. He's good. He's actually over there. And you see that uh this this wooden uh person now with mechanical fittings and gears now attached to them, um with a small small black crystal within its chest. It's covered in glass. Um, is currently chopping wood. He likes chopping wood out in the rain, but rain's gone, so Yeah. Does his uh does his memory work now that you know he had the hole in his head? Nah, nah, he he's simple folk. <laughs> oh, okay. Dion, uh you wanna uh, say hello to our friend over there? Which friend? The one, you have a lot in common with him. He's made hey. out of wood. Or the friend. 
My name is Cornelius okay. Itzum, sorcerer of the arcane arts and very strong person. Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah. My name right. is Dayon. Uh, I have an axe and I'm also a very strong person. Mm, yeah, it's a bow swinging axe. That's what I meant. Oh, well, that I decided to name that one over there, Clyde. Hmm. He doesn't know his name anymore. So his name is Clyde. You get what I'm saying? Hmm. Wonder what his name was. Um, and then we have a few other new ones. He points to uh, Quasar. Uh, hello, I'm Quasar. That's you. I, I haven't folk. heard. Yes. That's... You say that like it's a problem. Oh, it's not. It's not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the uh, the the frog legs uh, over here. I think that's morally uh, offensive. He didn't. Kind of is, but I didn't used to be a frog, so. It's just, it's just kind of making fun of me. It's just kind of kicking me while I'm down. Well, anyway, come on <laughs> in uh, for the fifth time. Yeah, kicking you yeah, while that's... you're on top there, Holly. Come on. Mm. You walk in. It's a very cozy cabin for those of you who remember. Small table. There's a loft uh, where you slept last time, along with, uh, you know, this little crackling fireplace within a mortar and stone um, fireplace. Well, he's going to take a uh, cast iron pan um, that's kind of sitting on the coals off the side of the fire where he scoops some coals out and then a uh, iron bucket where there's some beans made with some brown sugar. He's going to start scooping them onto plates, cutting some cornbread, setting it down. Zol's going to sit down uh, cross-legged. He's still in his wear tiger form, by the way. He's just been just walking around casual but um he's looking around at his friends and he just you see this like horrible tiger smile spread over his face all his all sharp teeth uh and what you don't see is in inside his head he's relieved because it's the first time he's looking at his friends and doesn't want to eat them i'm steak anyway <laughs> anyway here's all's food uh i made it myself you burned my shake thank you cornelius Cornelius, you're delightful as always. Oh, y'all's welcome. So, what are you doing way out past these parts? We are taking a moment. Um, we're taking a moment to stop and see you. We're on a uh, on our way to a different location. Mainly, it's me. I have a favor to ask of you. Mm-hmm. Um, if I perish within the upcoming five months. I need you to potentially, you know, uh, traverse the astral sea and make it to the beast lens for me in order to fulfill a task of which I, I can write out for you in better detail so you don't have to remember. Is this something you can do? Well, I would be honored. And um, if I may ask, uh, why five months time period? Uh, hmm. It's a bit confidential, um, mm. orders of the queen. Oh, is it? But, I was just about um, to tell him. Yes. Um, yeah. But like, I will tell you that we are seeking objects and using oh. those objects to defeat enemies. Um. So. Oh. Where y'all living now? The keep. 
Just um, the just to the east of Bellum. Is, is there a name that you would have given it, or no? It was called oh, wow. the Keep. Yeah, we yeah we have a yeah, we, we did it keep. Huh. The Keep, both capital letters. Yeah, mm-hmm. Seekers Keep for now, I guess. I suppose. Oh well, um, maybe I'll make my new home out there. I have hmm. been working on my alchemy. Could be pretty useful. We do have a we do have a spare some spare space if you know. We would be honored to have you. Well, especially now that you can leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that uh, that salty bitch has finally left the skies above me. Mm. If Whoa. I return, there is no need to follow the instructions. But you know, I'm quite a spiritual person. I'm very able to open up my third eye and navigate the astral sea. Oh, I was not aware. Almost lost one of my astral legs once. He's one of the creatures out there, but you know, it's all good. You know what kind of creature it was? Oh, it was one of these weird, um, uh, what, what, what? he pauses for a second. Gigantic. It was like a giant beast that was made of a shell of rotting worms, it seemed. Oh. Did that have sounds unpleasant. claws? No, it was just like no. okay. a, a, a uh. embodiment of suffering and darkness. Do I That's recognize that description at all? Make a nature check. Nature? Ooh. Okay. Um... All right, uh, nature. Oh, I'm not too good at I'll nature help checks. Oh, uh, natural 20. Oh, don't need help. Wow. <laughs> the natural no sea is quite literally the space that connects planes to each other. It's kind of like space in between, um, if you really think about it. And there are some horrors <laughs> that are beyond this world. That sometimes yeah. and very rarely bleed over into the um, this whole universe of existence. Uh, this seems to be a remnant of some sort of elder evil, and I'm only giving you so much information because you rolled a natural twenty. Yeah, like something very ancient that might precede creation in the creation okay. wars. Uh, wow. The only thing I can think of that that might be is quite frankly beyond my comprehension um seems you survived an encounter with something older than creation which is a crazy thought um well that's interesting uh I made it out, though. Yeah. Uh, have you ever encountered an astral dreadnought? A uh, big, hulking... Oh, yeah, a couple big... times. Yeah, okay. Took care um... of it quite easily, you ask me. Oh, really? Any tips on how to deal with them? Uh, yeah, don't die. Well, I mean, does, does it have any, like, weaknesses or, like, weak points? Well, let's see here. Uh, I mean, if you're going to go into the astral plane, the most important thing you have to do is uh, take care of your tether. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I am. I'm not sure if the rest are. Nope. 
Right, right. So when you when you do an astral walk, you gotta you you have this this tether that can keeps you tied to your mortal body. If that gets cut, and an astral dreadnought is able to cut it, you could quite literally lose your connection to your body, never be able to return until your body just dies and your your astral self is lost forever. Mm-hmm unable to return um now you see the the, it doesn't necessarily have any weaknesses per se um but you know you can't you can't do a lot of things to it so basically Uh, he explains how it can't be charmed it's never exhausted frightened paralyzed petrified poisoned prone to stunned it also has the ability to cancel magic when it's looking in a certain direction. So you need to watch out for that as well. Mm. Okay. Oh, I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, going to poke it with that's... this. Hold up my pitchfork. Well, it is a, it is a pitchfork. Um, yeah, well, I was not... I was getting good to like information that. to have. Um, I wish I would have had that kind of information years ago. Um, well, you see, I lost that. I lost my eyesight to an astral dreadnought. Uh, luckily, well, we didn't lose lucky. my life. I did get lucky. He's gonna. I smell magic on you. Uh, on me? On uh, on uh, near you. He's gonna keep sm- smelling around until he gets the Kydro. Oh, you. What do you got on you? This thing is going to pick up the crystal that he took from the serpent thing. Uh, make, cloud serpent. A, make a dex check. Alright. Wetter is not dexterous. Come on. As he's going to contest it with a side of hand. 27. He's going to go ahead and try to snatch it from you. Um, He's going to fail. <laughs> you know, I'd be oh. able to do something pretty cool with that. ever do that again i will snap your neck also what is this you won't be able to what is this uh that would be a tear of the tempest my friend and i could use it to empower some pretty cool weapons that's like amazing like this one <laughs> wait here of the tempest primal elemental stuff you're saying Pretty close. Pretty close, but no, not not exactly. No, the, the creature that y'all vanquished today was a primal elemental. That was an elder mm-hmm. tempest. Could you like empower some like wraps that somebody who likes to punch things could put around their fist? Mm, maybe not quite that, but I could like imbue it into a bowstring where it shoots arrows of lightning. Um, oh. Uh, I could do it to about one of these. And he how, how about a pistol, or whatever it's called? I don't know what that is, but I can try. So does it use ammo? It does. Then I could probably do it. I have a DM question. Mm-hmm. Would this work on the thing? It could. The oh, thing. I like that it's chance based. <laughs> <laughs> can I try to think about it really hard? 
some kind of check like fashion. Make an arcana check. <laughs> uh, that's a plus zero. I should have expected that. Uh, I'm gonna try to help with guidance. Ooh. It's a 20, dirty 20. So, can I have everybody deaf, please? Oh, shit. Ah. Oh, okay. Juicy. Deaf and now. Oh crap! Yeah, where's wait? Shit! Where is it? There yeah, is. where is it? Right, same. It's, it's right next to where it says "voice connected," and it's like the headphones right at the bottom right-hand corner. There you go. Is everybody deafened? Okay. Yeah, they're all deaf. So, when it explains to you to be imbued with um, primal elemental magic, it would be easier if the creature that imbued it were alive. Like if you had your your ingredients that you needed, um and you somehow had it strike that with its power rather than you, it would have been a lot easier. But this would be a lot less of a chance. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to tag everybody. Okay, that's fine. Welcome back, everybody. That was fast. Mysterious. I know. I had to make it. I had to make it quick. Mm. <laughs> All right. It's pretty cool. Like I said, it's up to y'all what I do. Yeah. Can you make more than one thing with it, or just one? Mm-mm, just one. Oh, I mean, I shouldn't waste it on a backup weapon. Mm. So Cormac often struggles when we're dealing with very resistant monsters. Struggle drive the struggle cart. One type of magical struggle horse cart. No, is that you right now? Basically. Oh, I'm sorry, bud. Mm. I would say Harley is the one who got the kill. So I feel like it should be Harley that makes the decision. Oh. I mean, I, the only thing I'd use it for would be something to fight that dread, not when the magic don't wasn't more, but I, I don't know if we should keep that yeah, for, really you know, use something so about powerful. The, uh, anti-magical field ability is that it cancels all magic, including enchantments. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, <laughs> just so yeah, I have no real use for it. I'm mostly casting spells. I have a project in mind which could really use it, but Honestly, would have been better if I had had a few of my other materials and maybe if that thing were alive again, but this could work. Mm. But Um, not very well. That's cryptic. It's not that Mm. many primal elementals around, fortunately. Well, there's another one here on this continent that I know of. There is? Mm Mm-hmm. I like lightning, though. Is it a lightning elemental, perhaps? Nope. Ah, it's the, the creature that the uh, tribes of Grumash worship in their volcano. What? <laughs> Fire. Interesting. Is that? Yeah. Fire by any chance? It would be, yeah. Atagora? Mm. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know what, what an Atagora. This, this creature's name is Rashala. It's pretty old. Okay. It's mm-hmm. in a, a slumber, like in a comatose state. Oh, 
that thing I end up in a lot. Okay. Found some by some ancient magical seal. That seems hmm. it can't be broken. You know, have you ever thought why are there so many magical seals that have a special key? Why not just make all magical seals that can't be broken? Like why does it have to have a key to begin with? A key for emergencies. Do, do we do have spell? Do you happen to know what that key is? A key? There's no key. I just said it doesn't have a key. It can't oh. be broken. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But magic itself can be broken. Mm -hmm. Is uh, yes. Interesting thought. Maybe I should uh -huh. try to dispel yeah. it just for next five time. five months. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> He's. Well, I guess I better start packing. He's gonna go and get like a low satchel. He starts notice as he starts grabbing these bottles with uh, soaked cloth sticking out of them into his bag, along with some other like bottles of like alchemical fire and other what seems to be explosive devices. You know, can't disarm, uh, dismantle this abusive system uh, without the proper tools, you know? Come here trying to tax me and my moonshine, you know, it's it's perfectly fine. And he's just keep packing up explosive shells. This entire time, Astra has had the bowl of beans in front of her, as well as Aspen's journal. She's been writing with her right hand and eating with her left. And um, she hands two copies of the instructions to Cornelius. Take these. They tell you everything you need to do in the case of our demise. And please do not harm the tree in the middle of the keep. I can regrow a garden, but I cannot fix that tree. I appreciate it. Did y'all know that laws were only made to suppress the poor? And keep on. You know, out of those last couple sentences, I only heard the word moonshine. Yeah, I was curious about that as well. What is moonshine? I know what it is. Just just whiskey with extra steps. Oh. Well, it's less steps. It's yeah. not moonlight? Those steps be revenue-based <laughs> tax steps. Yeah, those are the extra steps is evading the law, not paying the law. Oh. Hiding from the law. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, um, you're welcome to stay here for a couple hours, but I'm ready to go. Wait, do you have any of this moonshine right now? Yeah, I was gonna ask. <laughs> well, it should be down in the cellar with my now dead robot. Yeah, not taking well, uh, robot. Before you leave, shouldn't we decide, you know, as a group, what are we gonna do with that here? Mm -hmm. I believe that is between you and Hydra. Uh, I don't mind what I do. I don't mind what any of us do with it, but if we all agree that, you know, nobody wants him to do anything with him, we can give it to Kydra. I'm perfectly fine with that. I just wanted to make sure before we left. I mean, I guess the question is, Kydra, you have some mysterious purpose it might work for, or Cormac could use it to be more effective and help keep us alive? Hard to say. I really like lightning kind of my whole thing yeah it's that's very you know what 
I already have one thing with lightning infused. You can have it. Okay. So if we get Maybe another we primal that. thing, we can get, get fire a, a fire gun. Is that what you're saying? That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Shoots more fire. You can't like, <laughs> you can't apply that onto like an already magical weapon by any chance, though. Like make it lightning and fire. That's not how enchantments work. No. You can't put it on, you know, something I'm that might be cursed. Are trying to mix two potions together? Um, it's just, honestly, I never really paid attention to potion class, so... I have mm. once. How'd that work out for you? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, is the, is the cellar door locked? <laughs> I'm trying to open it. Yeah, he's gonna try to open it. Uh, yeah, so as you open up the cellar, a rune on the other side of the door, the trap door, uh, lights. I need you to make a con save, please. Unsave, cool. Add a plus three. And this is for right. poison, if that makes a difference. Sure, uh, plus three, that's in dirty 20. Dirty 20? Yep. Right. So you'll take half. As you quite literally just fucked around and found out. Oh, that's a low roll, so that's not bad. <laughs> Uh, that's gonna be five after being halved points of poison damage. It's just as he's like in the middle of packing up his place. What did I tell y'all? You get down still going in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so down in the cellar there are um these dust covered barrels. I mean that man, if I would if you just would have asked, I would have told him he can go. I'm sorry, I got excited. Oh, you had to ask for permission, right? They can't um, control that man around alcohol. <clears throat> Their barrels, are any of them jarred? Or is there any jarred? Um, not at this moment, no. Are, are, do you have are any jars, jars, Mr. Cornelius? Yeah. Of course I do. What kind of monster do you think I am? <laughs> uh, may I have a few? Sure. You know... Yeah. That, that, that their shine is what I put in my little bottles here as he like shakes one of the basically Molotov cocktails. Yeah, it's a Molotov. <laughs> yeah. Um, down, he's gonna fill up two jars and he's gonna hold them. You see, in the Temple of Brolin, this is how we pay homage uh, to Kresna Nima. Two jars of moonshine. Then he puts it in his bag. Mm hmm. Cormac also oh, asked if he can now. have a jar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zul's whiskers just twitch in disgust. It's the mm. smell in the air. Mm. Oh, it what is about... very pungent. Yeah. <laughs> it is. That's how you know it's good. Imagine the. the <laughs> imagine, <laughs> you're, imagine you're 18. You just drank a bunch of bottles of some gas station liquor. That's super foul taste. You got sick for, on it for us like the, the whole night. That is what this smells like. Don't know that feeling. Harley asks Dayan if he wants to drink that, and Dayan just looks at him like this. <laughs> I guess that's a yes. Uh, so. The robot, is it broken because he stripped the parts to to make uh, Clyde 
a, a, a walk-in man now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of what I was guessing. Like, he's abandoning his robot, but he has a new friend. Well, that leaves that one's conversational. He forgets five minutes later. So I've told mm -hmm. him a lot of my deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. Like what? Anyway. Can I also take a jar? I'll pay for it. Yeah, same. Oh, no, Neen. It's not like I can move it. I can just make more. Oh, all, right. all right, cool. How many jars could we get total out of yeah. these girls? Yeah. <laughs> we have to be able to carry it. Get a lot of us. <laughs> we have bags of holding. Also, you can get up to 15 jars. 15? Oh my yeah. god. Jeez. So incredible. So, question for you, because it's very clear you're having fun with it. Uh, rags, are you are, are you drinking these or did you make some sort of explosive? Oh, these are explosives. Want to see? And he's gonna flick his finger and a little on the on his thumb is a flame, and he's just holding the bottle like over it. Mm -hmm. I would do that. That was rhetorical. Do you want to see? Yeah, he's gonna. Oh, yeah. Now we gotta go. <laughs> Quite literally, Shacks that's what he's, he's, he's doing. He's like, well, it's time to go, then. And he's going to ignite the bottle and throw it up into his loft, and all the hay that was up there just immediately ignites. I ain't never looking back at this place. Let's go, oh, God. I guess we're wow. not resting here, everyone. Run. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so um, right now, as he, as he does so, he reaches for a bottle of moonshine because now he understands the good <laughs> stuff. Yeah. He's not going to drink it. <laughs> yeah, what? Um, Daryl, drop it from uh, the sky. We can blow the fortress up. Unless anybody objects, Stan's going to take three of those jars of the 15. <laughs> She's grab, take a, one. Grab, grab a keg. Um, and she's gonna. Oh, Chris, I'll take uh, cherry trees. Chris, I'll take two. Any cherry trees? Okay, noted. Thank you. Cormac will also take two. And as the log cabin and all of its lightning rods begins to catch fire, and you all make out with as much moonshine as you can carry, you all begin to look towards your trip to Fort Ron and reclaiming it for the kingdom of Rivermore. And what happens next is a story for ah, another time. For another time. I could tell it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the tone of his voice. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days, he's just gonna get us there. We're just gonna be like, yeah, and then what happens next? We're about to find out, and then we just do it. Because yeah. <laughs> we're going for an all-nighter. This is gonna be a seven-hour session. Hope you don't have to Yeah, seven-hour no, We're gonna finish the campaign in one. Hey, can y'all please pay attention to me, please? Thank you. Anyway, um... Thank you everyone for tuning into our session this evening. Welcome back, Noah. After three Thank weeks you. away from us, we miss you. Back. Welcome back, Great so carefully. Oh yeah. And welcome back so carefully. <laughs> yes. Uh, so everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. If you missed part of this session, you can uh, catch it on YouTube or the podcast network this coming Tuesday at um, at noon Eastern Standard Time. Uh, those two places. And if you are just not joining us, don't forget that we are live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on twitch.tv slash prestige GC. Come join our Discord. We have a lot of exciting stuff going there. I'm sure somebody will get the uh, link for you via the command in just a moment. And come join our Java Minecraft server with a really cool bee-themed dungeon um, that has really cool rewards, especially the well-sought-after uh, cherry tree-themed items. 
um, and everything pink as well. It's really exciting. We loved it. Um, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and pass it on over to Astra, our furball druid. Sure. Um, I did not expect, like, I didn't expect to cry. Maybe, what, 30 minutes into the session? <laughs> Something like that. But I did. So that really set the mood, set the tone. But I am super, super glad in character and out of character that Zookifli is back in the game. So that makes me really, really happy. Um, getting everything for after death in order, you know, like my will and whatnot. But, you know, that'll help with the anxiety of this upcoming quest that we have to go on. But I'm really excited to see what's going to happen, what's going to go on. If we die trying to get there or if we get all our items and go for the final fight, who knows? We're going to find out in our next sessions. So be there, be square. And I'm going to pass it over to Jeremiah, who plays Dion at the moment. Yes, um, very, very great session. Lovely downtime. You know, we all got super strong. Like, with those three whole levels, that, that's a, that's an insane amount of progress in a month. You know, at least in a month of downtime, you know, we kind of we kind of have made that progress in the actual timeline. <laughs> but, um, you know, really good. Uh, the combat was great. Kind of horrifying with how gigantic this thing was. And uh, I'm really glad to see that our, our new member got the how do you want to do this on that. Really great. Good job. Um, and yeah, I can't, I can't wait to keep playing. Been really great. And with that, I'll pass it over to Noah, aka Zokipli. Oh my goodness, Zokipli! Whoa, it's Zokipli. Uh, thanks everyone. Um, fun fact, I was in Malaysia this past, uh, few weeks and it was really lovely. Uh, and which is, uh, it's my place of birth. It is, uh, very much the place of birth of the character that I've created for this campaign, and it was a real pleasure to spend that time thinking a lot about Zokifli and his journey, um, and to finally come back to that. Um, I feel very much restored, and I'm also very happy to rejoin this wonderful game that we play together. Um, thank you, our viewers, for checking us out. Uh, always love to see you guys here. And, um, uh, and thank you, uh, future listeners and viewers i can see you as well i can see you i'm watching you right now through this screen um it's true we all can uh all right bye uh with that i'm gonna pass over to uh, cormac slash revelor slash revolver <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much noah uh yeah amazing session uh badass fight we just had to go through there that was that was awesome and yeah uh, as always, thank you to everyone in chat who's been chatting it up with us. Thank you to all of our wonderful players uh, for making these encounters everything that they are. And of course, thank you to our wonderful DM, Salkos, for bringing us together every week for uh, playing in this amazing story that he's written for us. So, yeah, that's all I got. So I'll pass it over to Jaden, who is Kydro, the Master. All right, yeah. Jaden. Fun session, guys. It's real cool. I love the aerial mounted combat. You never really get to do that like ever because horses don't fly. So just wanted to reaffirm that in case you were wondering. Very hard to make a horse fly if you tried it. They don't like it. Okay, but, but true. 
They don't fly for very long, though. Eventually, it just turns into falling. But, that's besides the point. Killing a Primordial Elemental is huge. And as you guys know, Kaidro is scheming. He's scheming. That was CR23. Kaidro mm -hmm. is scheming. So it's going to be crazy next session when Kaidro continues to scheme further. Excellent. And with that being said, I'm going to pass it over to G. That's right. That is me. I am that person. Um, it's uh, it's really fun seeing uh, the you know seeing the fruits of the Seekers' labors. How much more powerful we got. Um, you know, wondering if we made the right choices for each encounter. And today was really interesting. Uh, love seeing Cornelius again because he's such a quirky, fun character. And I know that you know our dungeon master loves playing these fun characters. But good character moments. Um, Kind of a little uh, gobsmacked to see Zokifli again, but very thrilled to see Noah and Zokifli at the same time. You know, the the story continues to develop and new challenges await, but we'll have to face them together. And I'm going to pass it on to Quasar, played by Dakota. Oh my goodness. What a session. Um, that fight, so fucking cool. <laughs> Uh, I, I love the part that I can't see any of the cool shit happening. Um, like when fucking Harley inspired me, and it's like I wish I could see that. All I heard was the oh, music. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, getting like me as Quasar getting to meet all these new characters and getting to meet Zolkifli was very very cool. Um. Especially having played a character alongside Zulkifli before and witnessing Zulkifli's death. Um, seeing him, seeing his return as a different character is very cool. Um, yeah, what a, what a fucking session. Thank you to everyone for being here. Thanks to Michael. Uh, and I'm going to pass it over to Aaron, who plays Harley, the man of the hour. Yeah, Welcome. I mean, every session I'm getting more and more... I'm having more and more fun playing a bard. It's like, and that power buff to level 12 is just cool to be casting spells like this. The last spellcaster I play, I always feel like I'm out of spell slots, so it's great. But, uh, but yeah, it was nice seeing that the reunion was so careful, even though, you know, I, my, my character doesn't have the, the connection to, to, you know, really feel the grasp of it. I, I could tell from how everyone was reacting. So, yeah, it was a great session. And he passes it back over to me. Thank you so much, Harley. Um, and thank you so much everyone, oh. for tuning in to this session. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I finally started wearing this shirt again because I found it. So mm. there's that. Uh, I lost it for the longest time. And we'll see you here next week at uh, twitch.tv slash prestige GC. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time uh, next Wednesday. So, and if you if you don't want just like D&D, like other things, uh, we have a newly updated stream schedule. For those of you who might have missed it, tomorrow is... Killer Game Thursday in Dead by Daylight, followed by Friday being a free day, a free stream day, and Sunday being a free stream day. But Saturday is the Dev and Chat stream now instead of the Nerdy Cooking, uh, Nerdy Kitchen Cooking. So we'll be working on the bot and the Minecraft server and all those new cool little updates that we're doing and be discussing them live as we do them. So come chat with us, come watch and see what's happening before we're even ready to announce it. 
heroes cuss out some code so that'll be a lot of fun um until everybody we'll see you next week for session 48 procedure encounters with nothing else to say other than bye 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 bye, bye. 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 bye.